Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome to <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hi, Melee. I'm Carly. <laughs> Tony. And our Andra! <laughs> she got very excited about it. You're going to notice it gets really loud because she yelled. <laughs> I want people to hear me. Welcome our very special guest. I hope she remembers that she wooed when she's listening to this on playback. <laughs> no, I'm going to laugh my ass hey, off. It's going to be awesome. Would you like to leave a message for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would like to say hi to Ken, who I know is going to listen to this episode, and hi to my friend Brian, who listens also. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hello, friends. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Hello, Ken. Hello, Ken. Hey, Ken. I hope you got mad games this week. And a punch key. Well, each of us has picked a specific <laughs> movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give this film a second chance. This week... On the podcast... Izzy Lane's pick. <laughs> you can see how much uh, rehearsal we have for this. She's our big. She's like okay. our number one listener, but yet she doesn't. And she was like, "Wow, you." No, I have no idea. The All right. Order. So, at special read. request of my sister Audra, our special guest, who has asked me to do this movie multiple times, and I'm always like, "Oh, sure, maybe someday." Um, mm-hmm. I have picked 2007's Stardust. So, know what that means, friends? Is that if you want something done, all you have to do is ask him. We'll do it. I will say that Audra has asked for Stardust longer than Tony has asked me to watch Solomon Kane. Wow. Oh. And and much, much longer than that uh, listener guy asked us to do The Beast. Oh. So. <laughs> Apparently you have to ask me to do it. That's right. <laughs> what, well, no, we what, uh, I got a request was to do, um, do... Well, my mother... She just totally cut yeah, me my off. my mom picked one that you could do. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, I was mid-sentence, and she's like, my mother! Never mind, I'm st- I'll stop talking now. What? Go ahead. What were you going to say? I don't remember anymore. It's this been that long. What were you going to say? <laughs> we're having a conversation, and they're having a conversation. Dead air, dead air, well, come on. Well, my mother asked if we had seen Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. No, which, I've never seen it. As of Jeff Bridges' movies from 2018, I put it in the podcast chat. But it is apparently a crime thriller drama, so and underappreciated. So either Tony or Carly could do it. So next Highly time you can't pick a movie, maybe you should pick that because she thought it was very weird. <laughs> you do, I do like a weird one. <laughs> thought it was very weird and thought we uh, might who, enjoy who talking about voices? it. Voices, me. Tony, oh. did. Tony and I both like them weird. <laughs> <laughs> perfect host. Me. Carly picked Carly. that for Tony. That one is there's surprisingly a interesting. There's a back to the podcast in this movie from that one. Really? Oh, I didn't write it down. <laughs> no, I saw it, but I didn't write it down, so now I can't remember, I can't who, remember it who it was. Oh, well, Damn it. there's no way right. to find and out. We're past that. Yeah, I think it is Secundus. Secundus. All right, this is kind of a long movie. Let's just Yeah, I had... I got to write my notes on loose leaf paper so I get to throw them on the floor. Sweet. Okay. Trying to steal my jam. Yep. This movie has a Rotten Tomatoes uh, thermometer score of 76 with an audience score of 86. It has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb with a 66 Metacritic score. It had a budget of $70 million. And in the U.S. it made $38 million. Worldwide it made 137. And this was a U.K. movie. It's not an American-made film. It is a U.K.-made film. But still, in America, I would call this 
a bit of a flop. <laughs> Just saying. Thanks for the dramatic pause. A bit of a flop. Did you have to touch your nose when you say that? <laughs> yes. This is based on a book by Neil Gaiman. And the it, Neil Gaiman? Yes. Of the Gaiman family. He's pretty famous as far as writers go. I, that's what I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I've heard of him. Which you don't read. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> but Amanda, our roommate, was like, Ooh, I've read that. The book is better. <laughs> oh, hot take. Ken says that the ending of the movie is better than the ending of the book. Whoa. Oh. So now oh, I have yeah. not read it prior to yesterday, mm-hmm. had not seen. <laughs> so. Nearby. Um, but I do kind of want to watch or read the book just so I can tell Ken whether I agree with him or disagree. Mm-hmm. It's always better to see the movie first, though, because the book will almost always ruins it. That's not true. <laughs> Queen of the Damned. Um. <laughs> you can't see, but Elaine's got a vein that's starting <laughs> So let's talk about some more about this. Um, it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, who also was one of the co-writers of this movie. He co-wrote it with uh, Jane Goldan, and together... He and him and Jane have written the screenplays for Kingsman 1 and 2, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, Past, and Kick-Ass. And he directed Kingsman 1 and 2, X-Men First Class, and Kick-Ass. So he writes and directs a lot of similar movies. Those are all pretty good movies. This, not, not great, but I'd watch them. This stars Tristan Thorne, uh, Carly, Charlie Fox. Wow. <laughs> Charlie Cox. What's his name? Charlie Cox as Tristan as, Thorne, and he is from Daredevil, the TV series. No, which which one I told series. Carly, because she was like, isn't that that Marvel guy? I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, that, she goes, I, I looked him up. His name is Matt Murdock. I was like, no. <laughs> his name is Charlie Cox. Daredevil's name is Matt Murdock. He was also in a movie called Casanova. And he, <laughs> his name is Matt Murdock. I mean, that's what comes fan. up. Uh-oh. Huge. <laughs> I am not a big Daredevil fan, but I did know that Matthew Murdock is Daredevil. Um, Because like the 2003 version with um, Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. Then we have Claire Danes as Yvain. Which we all know from. My So-Called Life, The Mod Squad, Little Women. Terminator 3? Yes, all of those. (laughs) Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. That's where I first found Mm founder. Then we have um, Septimus, who's played by Mark Strong. Who was in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Green Shazam, Green Lantern, and The Kingsman? Both of the Kingsman. Have you seen The Kingsman? Mm-hmm. Heard it was good. Did we have those? The Kingsman? Yeah. I think we watched those on something. We'll have to figure that out. When They're we're very not entertaining. Recording. The first the one first is one's much better than the second one, but the second one is still very entertaining. There's uh, a third one. It's a prequel. I heard they were good. I figured you'd pick it eventually, so I just oh, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna do the first one. It's on the list. Then we have just Michelle Dragnet. Pfeiffer, playing the character of Lamia. Who we all know from Grease 2. Yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, thank you, Dangerous Minds. Uh, Batman Returns. Scarface. Which is a beast, Wick. Also, I would like to to point out that we ate at that place, Lamia's Crepes, the other day. And here is yet another reference to Lamia, which was not in a positive way. Yes, those crepes are badass. I'm just saying. We're going She's back there. Evil God. Mm. So. The town center. Lamia's authentic French crepes. Oh. Friends, if you're in Virginia Beach in the town center area, John go to Lamia's really crepes. His, I did not like mine. Uh, oh, it's over by our hotel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, tomorrow. I'm on it. You're very okay, excited about this. Mm-hmm, I like crepes. All right. So then we have... Call me, I'll come. Okay. We have <laughs> Robert De Niro playing Captain Shakespeare, 
who was from, you know, Meet the Parents, Analyze This, Casino, Backdraft, Good the job. greatest movie ever, Untouchables. Bad Grandpa. <laughs> no, it's really not a welcome back to the podcast? No, because I don't... You're not a fan? Well, no. The problem with his movies is... (laughs) They do really good. All his movies that I like are really good. Or (laughs) some of his movies are really bad. And the movies that that I don't like are really bad and I don't want to watch them. Like Bad Grandpa. But I I can't do Godfather Part 2. Yes. Or Heat. Or Heat. We may end up doing Heat sometimes. (laughs) Heat is like a three and a half hour movie. (laughs) Somebody might pick it for their birthday. Yeah. Um, Then Sir Ian McKellen is our narrator. Mm-hmm. Never we, heard of him. Really? <laughs> <laughs> What's he in? Lord of the Rings. X-Men. Mm, I've never seen either one of those. Anything else right. I might have seen? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, uh, welcome back to the podcast, Peter O'Toole, mm-hmm. from our episode on Troy, who <laughs> we all will recognize from the great movie, King, King Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> also making appearance is Henry Cavill as the character of Humphrey. Welcome back to the podcast from Batman vs. Superman. And if John would ever pick it, the man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the Count of Monte Cristo with, uh, with Jesus. Yes, you're right. He was also in that. He was? Yeah, he's like a baby in that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look. Oh, no, he was a son, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then like, You have to know it's him or you don't recognize him. Because mm-hmm. now he's like... Yeah. And in that he's... Uh, <laughs> Jason Fleming, who played uh, Primus, was it, played Hazazel in X-Men First Class. Huh. Uh, huh. He was in Solomon Kane, the movie Tony keeps telling me to watch. And uh, he was Lost also Lost. in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oof. As what? He was uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. Oh. Everybody's mind's just blown. And then I have one yeah. more uh, notable mention. Uh, Peter Fletch, who plays uh, Captain Shakespeare's first mate, the one that you really love. Yes. That dude was in a lot of stuff. He is a welcome back to the podcast <laughs> because he was in my fun Three Musketeers pick. And also, I just wanted to say, he directed Rocket Man. Like, From the 90s? No. The, the recent, recent one. one that we really loved. Which oh, I thought I was that was thinking of that. Oh, I was thinking of Rocketeer. Wow, I was thinking of Rocketeer. No, oh, no. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what me and Tony both thought Rocketeer. I'm like, really? So <laughs> Rocket I... Man, the Elton John movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Not the one with the amazing fire retardant boots. Right. right. I realized that I have not. And fire retardant pants. Yeah. Did not. Like, your ass would be on fire. Reviews. Oh, <gasps> what? No. Looks like we're going to have to skip it. No. So, why don't we start with Tony? What'd you think going in? I have not seen or heard of this movie so i was like all right okay john i remember seeing this in like 07 when it came out i don't know how i missed it you probably <laughs> read the book and um <laughs> and i remember thinking this movie wasn't very good so i was like maybe i have it wrong i have it confused with something else so i'm very excited to see this again <laughs> okay you said you i'm curious I'll ask it then. Um, I I really thought when you said we were doing a movie called Stardust that it was going to be an 80s movie similar to Flash Gordon. Mm. <laughs> and then I saw David 2007. Bowie. I was very confused. <laughs> Is David Bowie in this? I told about Flash Gordon. What did you think, Audra? You I have watched this approximately 50 or more times. You Jesus, have not watched this movie? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Whenever wow. Ken and it's I have short. something that we don't know what to watch, we put this on. He is this your Thor Ragnarok? 
No, no, okay. no. He watches Marvel movies way more than this. Okay, one. I'm just <laughs> checking because Thor Ragnarok is pretty much our go-to. It's our go-to. Yeah. What do we you want to watch? Either that or Big Trouble in Little China. Well, this one it used to be on the a TV a couple times, so I'd watch it then, and then I, you know, I don't know. I just really liked this movie. Well, if I could suggest oh, a movie for you and can't to watch Harley Davidson Marvel Man. Yeah, oh, Harley Davidson Marvel. I heard that's or, good. Or yeah. All right, <laughs> so I would just I'd quickly. Going through IMDb's She's picked some crap-ass reviews now. Here's one. Here's it's a movie. I watched it. <laughs> All right, here 10 we go. out of 10. Patrick P.D. Pepper. P.D. Uh, P. Gives Diddy. it a 1 out of 10. And says, Arg! Any more comments such as enchanting and simply magical and I will puke as violently violently as I did watching this diarrhea bag of a film. <laughs> diarrhea bag. Wow. wow. Yeah, so that's all we need to hear from him. Like a whole bag of diarrhea or just a little bit? A big one. Who keeps diarrhea in a bag? I don't know. <laughs> How do you get diarrhea in a bag? That I didn't want to go there. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Puking I'm all up diarrhea, diarrhea bags. That's, Not a question. That's a medical. Yeah. All right, all right. Here's enough. Anyways, that's enough of that. So, and then, um, gonna eat. in contrast, <laughs> NKIS Shaduk. Common spelling. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, This is recent from last year. Gives us a 10 out of 10 and says, This movie is everything. Great acting, music, costume, story, excitement, drama, fun in one piece of art. Always good to rewatch. And gives a little heart eyes emoji. Nope, because that's invalid because that was written during uh, quarantine and they were super bored and nothing else better to do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that that makes movies better? When you, when you watch them during quarantine? Yes, because you were a It certainly audience. didn't improve the flavor of Slither at all. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody picked Wild Wild West. I mean, so I'm not listening to anything. Yeah, yeah, it certainly didn't improve Tony's. You know who didn't like Wild Wild West? Will Smith. Will Smith's mom. <laughs> Everyone else in the movie and John. Your mom doesn't like the movie you're in. Look. Giant fucking spiders. There's a plethora of movies we watched during quarantine and it did not improve them one iota. Not an iota. It's getting personal. Not one iota. Not one iota. Not two iotas. Maybe three or four iotas. Mm -hmm. Nope, not even one. Oh, Oh, shit. Okay, well, all right. (laughs) Continue. All right. All right. Speaking of... To this film. Oh, we're into this film. Are we we ready? I think so. I think so. Mm -hmm. Have we covered all the old business? Well, like Darkwing Duck says, let's get dangerous. (laughs) Okay. So we open with a narration, and it's a philosopher once asked, are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at them because we are human? Pointless, really. Do the stars really gave, gaze back? Now that's a question. Well, the giant Which really that gas is balls pointless. and fire some <laughs> um, And then he tells us that our movie starts 150 years ago, that our story really starts 150 years ago at the Royal Academy of Science in England. And that a boy has written a letter to ask a question, and the scientist thought it was nonsense, but wrote back anyways to tell him that uh, it's nonsense. And then we see this boy, uh, he lives in the village of Wall, which was called that because there was a wall that blocked this village from a magical world, and there was one hole in this wall which was guarded all the time to keep them from intermingling. That boy grows into a young man named Dunstan. Who we see as a eight, as, I assume, eighteen-year-old kid. Maybe. He's young. He's young. He's a young man. He's and he's not like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> we assume he's about eighteen. It's funny because later when we see Tristan is eighteen, he looks way older than someone who would be thirty-six. Mm-hmm. But here he looks about eighteen. Maybe he's twenty. Uh, but we see him speaking with the wall guard. What's the wall guard's name? Guard. 
<laughs> I wonder in the book how tall this wall is because could you not just climb over this wall? It it's, did not, not look very tall. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We went to the hole, the crack in the wall, mm-hmm. but the rest of the wall is maybe six feet high. Maybe. <laughs> it's, prob- <laughs> it's probably magic. I have some questions about this wall that are going to come up later. I can text Ken and ask him. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to know. <laughs> no, I just, no. I've I got to like, know. Why can't they just climb over this wall? <laughs> They're guarding this one spot on the whole wall. Ken's probably at home. And right what now about sleeping. the end of this wall? <laughs> is it circular? Is it a circle? I don't know. Does it just? He's working out. We don't end? expect him to respond. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt his gains. Um. But so he's it might arguing be arm with day. the guard. Don't mess with a man's arm day. He's telling the guard that there is no um, magical universe on the or magical kingdom on the other side of the wall. That it's just a field, and we can all clearly see it's a field, and that he's guarding the field. And the guard is like, for hundreds of years, this wall has been under twenty-four hour surveillance, and you can't get through because no one goes through. And if he keeps bringing it up, he's going to bring him up in front of the village council. Not the village council. No, when so I hear Village, Village Council, Council, I think of another great movie, Willow. Hot Fuzz? Willow. <laughs> Anyways, so... Hot Fuzz is your go-to for a great movie. For Village Councils, it is. There's a pretty sketchy one in Hot, in hot Fuzz, let me tell you. Um, There's no Daikini baby in there. No, but you've never seen Hot Fuzz, you don't. I have seen Hot Fuzz. Okay. I didn't think it was very good. I know you don't good. like it. I, li- I preferred Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I like Hot Fuzz. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Use words. There's something fun. Yes, I love chocolate. <laughs> I support you, John. There you, you go. You like hot fuzz? I had a bunch of candy in my mouth and my teeth were stuck together. Oh, okay. Because the universe didn't want you to shit on hot fuzz. I didn't I shit on it. I just said I liked Shaun of the Dead better. Boom. I support John. Yes. Why are you picking his side over me? I'm not picking his side. Um, well, maybe. It was kind of... <laughs> it was her personal preference, man. Relax. Oh, anyways. So uh, he's arguing with the guard that there's nothing on the other side of there. And the guard is like, no, you can't. So then he goes to walk away. But as the guard lets his guard down, it's a trick. He doubles, he jukes and doubles back and runs through the wall. And sure enough, he runs down this path and through the woods a little bit. And then there is a magical village. And he goes and goes exploring. And he makes eyes with a pretty girl and their timers go off. <laughs> and um, Pretty girl did. Like we said before, he looks kind of young. She looks older than him. <laughs> a little bit. A yes. little bit. She's mm-hmm. a cougar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. She doesn't age at all, though. No, she doesn't. Una the cougar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, spoiler alert, they look like more suited yes. age-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. Well, single fatherhood has prematurely aged him, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Speaking of single parents, work real hard. Reba? Reba. She's a survivor. She's a survivor, man. She does not age like Dunstan Thorne. But Dunstan comes up to this market table, and she ages better. Oh. Like, he gets old, but she does not look haggard after 18 years. She's drunk. She Um, she ages like wine. I would never say anything against Reba. She's fancy. No, she is fancy. It's Reba. Anyways. So he goes to this market table and it's being um, the ta- the staffed by dishwater ditch water sale, and she says that she is too busy to deal with the likes of him and tells her slave girl to mind the table and she goes to the bar to get a drink, and the slave girl is of course the girl he's been making eyes at Una, and um, she he asks she sells him a flower, and. Um, 
she wants him to get a particular flower that will give him luck and she will sell it to him for a kiss so then he goes to kiss her and then she really kisses him and um then she kind of make she asks him to join her in the caravan to share her gift with him <laughs> yeah and uh, he they notices, call that the hibbity dibbity. Yeah. He the notices nowadays. that there is a chain around her ankle, a very beautiful, delicate chain, but a chain nonetheless. And she says that she's being captured and is a slave girl to the witch. She and says, he, I'm a princess who was tricked into being a slave. Yes. And, um, which of course none of us believe at this point, but is in fact facts. <laughs> but he cuts the chain. In fact, facts. He cuts the chain and then it magically repairs itself. And she says that the only way to free her is to kill Ditchwater Sal, but he is not going to kill a witch. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And she's like, that's okay, come on. And he's like, well, if I won't kill the witch for you, what do you want with me? And she just is she's like, like I hibbity dibbity. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, I so. Could. Nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> We're done. We're done. He returns the next... What were your thoughts, Tony? (laughs) We are not even through the intro. It's a very long intro. It's still Mm -hmm. a prologue. But he returns home in the morning, and nine months later, there's a knock on the door. It's the wall guard who gives him a baby with a note and says, they left this at the wall for you. They said his name is Tristan. So now he's got a son. So then 18 years later, Tristan has grown up so he's now a shop boy and he's in love with the village girl um and he has no idea that he was conceived beyond the wall <laughs> and the narrator says never he knows mi- nothing the narrator says never mind how he became a boy this is the story of how tristan thorne becomes a man yeah. and a, a much greater challenge uh altogether to achieve he must win the heart of his one true love and then we see Tristan going out at night and throwing rocks at a girl's window. And he has terrible hair. Yes, and, <laughs> and some flowers, which his father is encouraging this behavior, by the way. So she thinks he's someone else and opens the window and is disappointed when he is not Humphrey. And then... Um, yeah. If you're being wooed by Henry Cavill... <laughs> and Charlie Cox. And Matt Murdock shows up. I'd be disappointed, too. <laughs> What are you saying? You're expecting Superman and Daredevil show? (laughs) (laughs) It is a bit of a letdown, yeah. (laughs) We're not guaranteeing you 10 times out of 10 Superman's winning that fight. (laughs) I mean, Daredevil's still great, but he ain't Superman. It's in the name. Um, But then then Humphrey shows up, cuts his flowers in half with his cane Mm. sword, and then just gives him a bit of a thrashing. And is like, stop harassing her. He's like, that's my woman. Yeah. Like, get your hands off my woman. You know, remember from uh, The Last Dragon? If you're not sure, go back and listen to the episode, friend. <laughs> Second the next episode. Day. Episode two. It's a little rough. <laughs> but he goes home. And the next day, his dad asks how it goes, and he said it was fine. No one. And he's got to go off to work. While he's at work, Victoria, the girl he is wooing, comes in, cuts the line, and then has him get all of her stuff, and then leave work to carry them home. And I and hate her. There is a bunch of people in line, too. Like They hate her, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he rightly gets fired for so this. So I'm like, is this girl got beer-flavored nipples or something? What's up with this? 
we don't know anything about him. You don't find out until you get married. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, what kind of idiot's like, sure, you were an asshole to me last night. I'm going to get you all these things and get myself fired. The delusional kind. Teenage boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not making sound choices. Well, I guess I'm... I'm (laughs) You've all voted against me here. (laughs) Well, we were just answering your questions. And it's not just boys. Girls do the same thing. Absolutely. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So we see him at home. He's practicing in the mirror how to tell his father he lost his job. His father comes in, interrupts him, and is like, I know I heard. And then he tells his father that things are going horribly with Victoria and that he just doesn't fit in. And his father is like, this is the worst advice that I've ever... Well, his father's like, it's okay that you don't fit in. I've never met anybody. Nobody I knew growing up turned out to amount to anything. And that just... And if you don't fit in, that's great. But then he also encourages him to keep trying with Victoria. This girl that's treating his son like shit. Which... I mean, I get that the, he's encouraging his son, but I think that Dunstan's fathering skills are lacking here. <laughs> like, well, there's plenty of other fish in the sea. Well, he may not have witnessed the humiliation that his son right. is enduring. We also don't know how many girls of his age are in this town. There may only True. be one girl, you know, Maybe that's just well, one option. Travel. Victoria had at least two little giggly girls with her that that's were true. making fun of him. And That's right. Girl. If you want to get Victoria to like you, date one of her friends. And I would think that his father... <laughs> would be her lover. Mm. You gotta get with a friend. But his father can't. That math checks out. I've heard that. (laughs) Also, his father can't be unaware of his plans to travel and make his fortune elsewhere. I would think that'd be something you would tell your dad, especially as supportive as that is this. So you would think that his father would be like, "Well, wait until you go see the go off to see the world. You might find someone more interesting." It's gonna be a lot easier to travel alone than with a wife and probably babies. Babies. Because just one night can result in a baby. (laughs) And he knows. (laughs) But his father encourages him to try again. So that night he goes again to Victoria's window. And again, she's like, what are you doing here? Leave me alone. And he's like, I have a surprise for you. And she wants presents. (laughs) So she decides to come and see what he has for her. It turns out to be champagne in in a midnight picnic in the woods. I mean... Near the wall? Near the wall, yeah. I feel like she might be giving it out to Humphrey, by the way, if she's sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night to go into the woods with another boy <laughs> and to drink his champagne. I feel like this is not the kind of girl that is holding out for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. What was that movie with the cows? This new cows or old cows? Yeah. I don't know why I just popped my head. But with, with Someone cu- like you. you. Yes. <laughs> Can't be a good cow if you give away the milk for free. I don't know. There's something in there. Go back and listen to that episode with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that old cow's thing she just made up because she was bitter. I know. And it didn't work out for her, did it? And he went back to the old cow. Eventually, she got well, she did it with Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I stand correct. I mean, Carly's right. She did it with Hugh Jackman at the end. So. Greg Kinnear's pretty handsome. Though. Yeah, he's not Hugh Jackman. He's not Superman or Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Anyway, so... He gives her champagne, and she gets kind of tipsy and tells him about how Humphrey is going all the way to Ipswich to buy her a ring. And he's Whoa. like, why is he buying you a ring? Well, first he's like, Ipswich, that's not far. I'm talking about Paris, London. I'm going to see the world. And then he's like, why is he getting you a ring? And she's like, well, he's going to propose on my be- birthday. And he's like, I would, tra- I would go much farther um, than Ipswich to get you a ring. He tells, what did he say? I would go to Africa to get you a diamond. 
I Conflict would go, diamonds. I would go to Antarctica and cut off the oh, head yeah. of a polar bear for you. San Francisco. She's like, she's like gold. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco to get your gold rush. Gold, the, a lump of gold the size of your head. Yeah, she gets upset about the polar bear's head because why would she want that? Well, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. But he says that he would go. Whoa, oh, 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 he would do all these crazy things for her hand in marriage, and she's like, "You and I, we're just different." Mm-hmm. And she's gonna go. She she's kind about it, but she's gonna go. And he's like, "Well, at least stay and finish the champagne." And she's like, "Well, okay." <laughs> it is good. Meanwhile, across the wall, we flash to the castle of Stormhold because that is the kingdom beyond the wall, and the king is on his deathbed. He gathers his children and then admonishes them for not killing each other. Because before he became king, he killed all of his 12 brothers before his father even fell poorly. So that he was the sole heir because the throne of Stormhold can only be inherited by the last male heir. And there's still four of them left. So what you're saying is to be a ruler of a nation, you have to do it by murder? Apparently so, in Stormhold. That qualifies you to be the leader of a nation. In Stormhold. See why monarchy's fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you know this isn't real, though. <laughs> no, but if that was, if this was the only time that had ever happened, I mean, that's okay, how a lot of kings became kings. They killed their brother. You know what other movie happened in? What's that? The Mummy. Oh, The mm. Mummy. Remember that movie you're mm. all about? Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's on... You should watch it. We haven't watched it since. It hasn't been on. <laughs> I mean, if it was on. It won't be. No, it will be on. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Probably soon. All right. Anyway, so then, um, and to pro- and he says that, and the king says that he was cunning. And then to prove this, he tells his son Secundus to go look out the window. And while his son Secundus is looking out the window, he kind of makes eyes at his other son Septimus. And Septimus demonstrates him. So okay. let me get this straight. You just planned the murder of your child. And laughed about it. You mm-hmm. giant piece of doo-doo. Yes. He does see... And then we see... And you s- like this movie. As, this is what I'm thinking <laughs> it's now. It's funny. As, it's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny, but it gets funnier. And then I'm sitting here said, watching this going, Audra likes this movie. <laughs> yes. He, and then we see mm-hmm. Secundus come back as a ghost, and he meets, sees all his other dead brothers and finds out that they have to wait together in limbo until one of, the, one of them is crowned the next king but the king is so disappointed he asks them for una his daughter but they don't know where she is and they all kind of look at septimus like did you kill her and he's like look the throne can only be inherit inherited by a male and why would i waste time killing my sister when these yahoos are still alive so a woman can't be a ruling monarch yes but not, the king not there the king mm-hmm. says another reason monarchy's fucking stupid but the king says, back to the succession, because you are not, all of you are still alive, I will have to settle the succession a different way. And he takes this ruby off his neck, and he casts some kind of spell, which turns it from a ruby to a diamond, and throws it into the sky, and says that only one of royal blood, blood can restore the ruby, and whoever does that will be the new king of Stormhold. So the necklace flies up into the st- uh, sky, and it knocks down a star and then we go to tristan and what's a magical throw how far away was this star a long ways away. 70 million light right so this thing got all the way up there knocked down a star and they both came back down 
It can't he, be that far away because, spoiler like, alert, later when they get stuck in the sky, that's halfway between her and his <laughs> So it's not that far away. It's a very close star. It's one of those mm-hmm. close stars. Yeah. <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Or, uh, it's one of those close stars. Yeah. <laughs> for the sake of the story. I do believe, yes. for the sake of the story, I do believe she was actually the evening star or the <laughs> North Star. <laughs> to be more specific, which I actually think is a planet. <laughs> I think it is a planet. I think it's like Venus or Mercury. I don't know. The North Star is actually a star. No, well the and also how do people find their way? If the North Star. If the North Star is not a well, planet. Well, they couldn't. They, the couldn't. they couldn't. She found out because he got lost. The planets mm-hmm. are moving. Anyways. The North Star always seems Space to be in the same star. spot at all times. It's a star. Star. Okay. <laughs> it's true. I believe you. I might be confusing the evening star and the North Star, but because I think what the evening star. I'll say the first star. The morning star. You sound like Lucifer, man. You're right. I've heard a man like that before. So, um, Tristan and Victoria, sitting out drunk at this point, they're more than a little tipsy, sees the shooting star, and Tristan says, for your hand in marriage, I would cross the wall and bring you that falling star. And friends, if he's drunk and she's drunk, that means no. But she (laughs) thinks this is an excellent plan at this point, and she says, if... You have one. She's like, if you have, you have one week. If you can bring me that star before Humphrey arrives on my birthday with my ring, then I will give you my hand in marriage. And they, they have a gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! And then we see the star land. Well, but what we is, got over there? You've looked it up. What did you find out? The evening star is Venus. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so I was getting confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see the star land, but it is in fact not a rock as. Tristan and Victoria believe, but a woman. It's not Pennywise either. No. <laughs> Thank God. Honey was disappointed. No. <laughs> Although Claire Danes would be an interesting form for Pennywise to take. Yeah, you wouldn't expect I've, it. No, I would. She was all in the sewers looking out. I feel like I would Asking, enjoy like, her. Is that Claire Danes in the sewers? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Claire? Homeland's not paying you as much? Weren't right. you in Terminator? <laughs> Yeah, but the third one. No, I know, but still. <laughs> Don't got to live in the sewers like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Looking for Georgie. Are Ninja Turtles cold or warm-blooded? They're warm-blooded. I'm just They're saying. turtles. I'm just... That, that was just for Ben. <laughs> or for... Um, Nick, Carmen. Or for, oh, for Carmen. Carmen, yeah. Carmen was talking about that. <laughs> but, but also, hi to Ben. Yeah. All right, so then we see three old hags. Lamia and Pusa and Mormo. <laughs> Those are their names. Yeah. And Lamia is awakened by the falling star. I guess she feels it in her bones or something. I don't know. She, she feels, feels it in her, it in her fingers. <laughs> you walked into that. And she wakes her sisters up and tells them that a star has fallen. And they get very excited. Because it's been 400 years since the last star has fallen. And they go to get a Babylon candle. But they're all out. What's a Babylon candle? We don't fucking know. It's a candle from Babylon. Duh. But they did say you used the last one. I was it when the last star fell. I can't. We remember. don't know. And then we didn't bother looking for another one. It's been hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy. They're kind of important, but watching yeah. Reba. I'm watching Reba. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has a single mom. Yeah, they that. don't talk about when the last one. They say you used the last one, but they don't. And then they're like, "Well, we could go get another one." And she's like, "We don't have time to hunt for Babylon candles. Someone could beat us to our star." <laughs> so they have to set out as soon as possible. They kill a ferret, 
to use its entrails for divination purposes. Did this bother you the scene? Killing animals. Oh, no. Tony's the one that's super bothered by They're both like, Carly's not going to like this. I was like, I'm sorry, Carly. At no point did I think, I mean, it's a fantasy movie, so Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, that's I mean, something that people do in fantasy They show. didn't show it. Mm-hmm. They stretched the ferret out, and I was like, what are they? And they said, Kruh. I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> now, We're doing I that. I say they do kill a couple more animals mm-hmm. yes. for divination, and they do, at least they one do, of those was a little more. They do pull the guts out of the, the crocodile alligator, alligator yeah. but it's not bloody. It's, yeah. I'm not sure whether it was an and alligator they get or their crocodile. I didn't look at the nose. And everybody knows you really want information like that. Use the bones. I don't. Consult the bones. Yeah. They do make like nice coats. They, they smell. They can be out. They smell. Mm-hmm. Riggs. They might be a cat. Ferrets <laughs> <laughs> make quality outerwear. Um. So does chinchilla. I know. Cruella de Vil. <laughs> no, but I do own a real fur well, coat. Well, that was ferret. Fox. No, it was Fox. I mean, to be fair, Cruella de Vil's mother was killed by a Dalmatian. Oh, I can see why you hate them all. Oh, my God. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even either. <laughs> I mean, Anyways, Disney says it's the reason they hate an entire species. Okay, let's move on. I mean, or breed of dog rather. People <laughs> have hated breeds of dog for less. All right, so they kill a ferret and they find out that uh, she's a hundred miles away. That's, I don't know. Okay. I don't practice that. So then they <laughs> have to decide. I don't have that information. They have to. Santeria. So they have to decide who. They have to decide who is going to go. Why don't the three of them go with my question? Oh, because they only have one that could look young. Yeah, so who cares? They're all magical witches. No, no. All right, first, let me get going. Did I miss so, something? Was I blinking? No, you didn't. So can I... So they all put their hands in the entrails to see who pulls out the best organ, and Lamia cheats, and she gets the heart. So she's the one that gets to go. What's so in order to go... In order Egyptian to... Egyptian rules. Yeah. So... Like, oh, man, I got... In order ring. to... The one that goes gets to eat the last of the previous star which makes her young yes but also infuses her with magic so it enriches her magic that's why it's not just to make her young but it gives her more magic yes but the other two have a little bit of magic on reserve there right? but they can't all go because then they'd have to cart about around a bunch of animals too so that they could do additional divinations they're just they not. Could just, they're just not ready. Wait, 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 so they have Plus, they're animals, old ladies. None available. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh, here's a mouse. They don't have. old ladies. Water sales cart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, they're old ladies. They probably have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> they're they sore. They're creaky. Golden Girls is on. What if sure. it's cold? That's a lot of sweaters they gotta carry. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. So and they had also, to do a lot of cleaning. Yeah, somebody had to prepare mm-hmm. for this ceremony when they do get the star. But so I just she, thought it was like a more like a ritual. Okay. I don't Either know. Way, well, it preparation. just it takes a special <laughs> kind of a knife. But then we go back. Dragon to, glass. We go back to Tristan, who has approached the wall, and the wall guard mistakes him for his father at first, and. Then um, he's like, oh, so you're back, Dunstan Thorne. And he goes, no, it's me, Tristan. And he goes, oh, trying to get through the wall like your father? He's like, what did you say? And he's like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> say, wait, what? What you, what, what, what you talking about, Willis? I, well, yeah. But Tristan what? tries to go through the wall and trick him like his dad does. But apparently the wall guard has been practicing because this 97-year-old man 
beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Poor Tristan here has gotten his ass kicked twice in the last ten minutes. Like, <laughs> the he, best part. He's got to learn how to fight. He goes home. His dad finds him and is like, oh, Humphreys again? And he's like, no, the wall guard. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's like, he's but, 97. <laughs> but how bad is it that you co- that your dad finds you beaten up and it's not like, oh, are you okay? Or Humphreys again, eh? So how often does he get beaten up by Humphrey? Apparently a lot. But so the wall guard, and that gets Tristan to... Um, Blah blah blah. So Tristan tells blah, him blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there you then go. Then we flash to the star. Whoa. We see her wake We're up. Flashing the star. We see that she has an injured leg, and she finds the necklace and decides to put it on because why wouldn't she? It's a big ass diamond. Mm-hmm. It is what my character from our D and D game. <laughs> it's also what Conan would have done. Yes. Because you find that big diamond, gives it to that the girl. The barbarian. Right, because it wasn't the symbol with two snakes facing each other. Like <laughs> To be fair, Nico's more of a tiara person. Yeah. That's true. All right, so Dustin tells... That's what it looks like when you listen to it. That's what we're doing. Uh, I see, I see. So just, every time. So when you're driving, I want you to stop and throw... Well, the pull over. Yeah, yeah, don't take both your hands off the wheel to do a 40-year-old coming right, I can't reference. drive with my knee. Me could. You could. I don't know how... Pro- how uh, Proficient are you with knee driving? Not good. I'm not gonna <laughs> recommend. You, I'm gonna recommend you not do it. Not good, especially not in Michigan with all those potholes. Yeah, you might die. You, you might hit a pothole. Anyways, right. so Dustin then tells Tristan the story of his trip across the wall and uh, where his son came from, and gives him the flower for good luck that he got from the. That flower is not his dead. Mother. It's 18 years old. That's he a doesn't even flower. know her name. It's a glass flower. No. She said it was a glass flower. Oh, oh is that right? Mm-hmm. I missed that. Too. I missed that. Yeah. Look like she pulled glass. it out I of the dirt. That too. I just thought <laughs> yeah. it was a magic flower. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The enchanted, the the lucky charm. You're the expert. The, the and then you say it's a glass flower. I won't believe you. You've seen it 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it 49 <laughs> times more than yeah. Elvis. <laughs> I watched it twice. Oh, sorry. I, we watched it all together last night, and I was going to take notes, and then I was like, this is too hard. So I actually got up really early she got this up morning and watched it again. 4.30 this Woo! morning. No, no. Goodness. I, could, I woke up at 3.30 this morning and laid there till 4.30 this morning and could not go back to sleep, so I finally just got up. Mm-hmm. And then John said... Why are you getting up? And I said, because I'm awake. <laughs> because like you're that. stomping around the room. I was not. I was being very quiet. It was the dogs that really? were loud. Then how did they wake me? Because you wake up when I so much as sneeze. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw the bullshit back. Okay. <laughs> Flag on the play, sir? Flag on the play. All right. Roughing the... Uh, I want to say roughing the quarterback. Five yard penalty. Um, um, I don't know. Wait, anyway, so good morning. <laughs> he gives. He tells us. He shows the son that his son that there was a note in the basket that was addressed to Tristan, and he has never read it. I think I would have peeked. <laughs> I'm hundred percent sure you'd have peeked. We had a house fire and it burned up. You know. I mean... That candle would have just been gone. That's true. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, we don't know. He didn't know there was a candle in there. Just a note. No, I'm just saying read the note. But he opens the note, and there's a candle in there, which Tristan hands to his dad. And then he reads the note that said, that's from his mother about how she was, she would have kept him if he could, but unfortunately the witch made, him, made her give him up, and that she will think about him every day, and that all he has, that the fastest way to travel is by candlelight, 
And all he has to do is light this candle and think of her and it will bring him straight to her. This is, in fact, we later learn, a Babylon candle. Mm-hmm. And also, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does yeah. work. So then, but he doesn't believe. That's true. Because he says, do you got a light? And his dad lights it. And he starts to think of his mother. But halfway, but he's 18. And maybe he's been <laughs> roughing up the suspect. Because halfway through, he starts to think of Victoria and the star. And is instead transported to the star. And he flies literally into her, knocking her over. And so then how says... You, how do you think of your mother if you don't know what she looks like? Never met know. her. Never heard her. I don't, I don't know where she is. I really want to meet my mom. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But he then says to the star, mother? And she's like, I am not your mother. Get off me, dude. <laughs> she doesn't say that. But um, he, like, she gets him off. and Did then she say he's, dude? No. I'm pretty sure she didn't say dude. You've seen this 50 times. No, no dude. No she dude? may she have said buffoon. No. Mm-hmm. Does she get him off? It was something yeah. colorful. I think she Jesus. does call him a buffoon. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyways, he then he's like, he I'm off. so he's like, so he, I was so he gets off. He, gets he was off. like, I'm trying to get to my mother, and she's like, You're an idiot. And then he looks around and he's like, Oh no, but then I thought of Victoria and the star. And he goes, The star, we're in the crater. And he's like, Have you seen the star? We're in the crater, it must have fallen right here. And she's like, You're right, it did. <laughs> and he's like, Have you seen it? And <laughs> I should have wrote down what she said because what'd she say, Audrey? She I don't remember. So fucking funny. She's like, okay. in fact, it fell right mm-hmm. here. She said, "This is the crater where it fell. This is the necklace that knocked it out of the sky, and this is where it sat down when some do when some buffoon came flying out of the air and knocked her over." And he's like, "Oh, holy shit! You're the star. <laughs> I was not expecting a girl. <laughs> I was expecting a rock." But then. <laughs> I mean, he's not a total idiot because he thinks on his feet pretty fast because all of a sudden he whips out the chain because his father had kept the piece of chain that he had cut and puts it around her wrist. And, it said, and he's like, I'm so sorry about this, but you're a present for my Victoria. So let's go. So he enslaves a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty quick. Then you like this movie. <laughs> it's funny. Eventually. <laughs> well this is pretty funny because she says nothing says romance like the gift of a kidnapped injured woman <laughs> witty witty she says that with a verb mm-hmm. alright so then we flash back to the palace and Primus is meeting with or Primus it's Primus I think it's Primus with with big brown beaver yes floating on the seas of cheese um, we find out that he is actually a nice dude and that the bishop thinks he needs to kill his brothers so that he can be the first benevolent king. And you can see that this is really not something he wants to do. But the bishop is like, let's, you know, let's drink to you being king. And the brothers come in, um, Septimus and Tertius. Yeah, Tertius. The other two that are left because there's only three of them right now. And he's and Septimus says wine, so they all drink the wine, and then the bishop keels over dead, and then they all look at each other because someone has poisoned the wine, <laughs> and then Tertius keels over dead, and we see him become a ghost and join his brothers, and then Septimus keels over dead, and Primus is like, well, shit, man, look at me, I'm king, 
And then Septimus starts laughing because it was a joke. <laughs> and Primus is like, you killed the bishop. And Septimus is like, no, you killed the bishop because you were supposed to die and you drank out of the wrong cup. <laughs> Why don't you go hide in your room while I go and complete this quest? And then we flash to Lamia. She's begun her journey. She has a chariot and stops to ask a peasant boy if she can buy his goat. And he says, ma'am, I don't think one goat is going to pull that chariot. And she's like, you know what? You're right. And turns him into goat number two and then takes off in her two, her duo goat chariot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's two goat power. It's, yeah. yeah. Just not, you know, common. She realizes when she turns him into a goat, she gets age spots on her hand. Mm-hmm. And she's like, <gasps> <laughs> because she's using magic. the magic she from the spell. She just said, do you got another goat? So <laughs> <laughs> then. Could have turned him into a horse. Tristan that would have been better. The, Tristan and <laughs> or the, like a car. Or a woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth would have been interesting. The star, whose name is Yvain, and Tristan... Or dinosaur. Dinosaur would been good. Snipe at each other for a while. And then he tells her that he still has some of this and pulls it out. And this is when we find out that it's a Babylon candle. And he's like, yeah, it's a bubbly candle. And she goes... You don't know what that is. And he's like, yeah. he's like, she's like, you just called it a bubbly candle. He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and, uh, but he tells her that she can have it, what's left, to go home once she comes and meets his Victoria. Like, he wants to bring her to Victoria to be a gift, but not to keep, just to show her that he did it. So he's not a Look, total I got asshole. the star. Let's get married. You're free. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not totally a dick. Yes. Not completely. Like Star-Lord. I may be an asshole, but I'm not a total dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got my dick message. Um, so then we it's see... Before get the dick message. Septimus and Primus racing... Una got the dick message. Yes, to get the is. necklace. <laughs> Septimus is on horseback with guards, and Primus is in a black carriage. It's Primus. We... <laughs> Tristan and Yvain walk and snipe at each other. And then we see Lamia meet Dishwater Sale. Ditchwater. It's Ditchwater. I keep wanting to say Dishwater. <laughs> and I think it's I, e- mean, I think it's Evane, isn't it? It's yeah, Yvain. It's not Yvain. Like, no, they... Right? Or is it Yvain? I think they say Yvain. In the movie, is it Yvain? they say Yvain. Oh, I thought, I it, was thought it was Evain like Elaine, but Evain. Yeah, it's Y V A I N E. It's Evain. Yvain? Yosovain? Yvain? That Y is pronounced like an I. You movie's about you. Like a... Oh, I can't say it. Like in the Arthur legends, there's a bunch of women. Arthurian. Like his mother, Igraine. It's pronounced like Igraine. an I, this Y, in Old English. So I'm saying Yvaine. And that's what they said in the movie. <laughs> I think only um, like Captain when, Shakespeare Like when Tony Yvaine, had that knife, he got it right in Yvaine. He's got kind of a heavy atta- <laughs> um, New York accent. So we'll it's hard to rub to say things that sound like that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Lamia and Ditchwater Sale meet up. And Lamia asks to, to uh, <laughs> Lamia announces herself as a <laughs> fellow witch, as she recognizes Dishwater Sal as a witch, and asks to share her meal. And Sal says sure, and then asks her if she wants heads or tails. Hey, and the what looks to be a cat, <laughs> and uh, Lamia chooses heads. I thought it was a cat. 
It was bigger than a squirrel. <laughs> I just, squirrel. my brain said rabbit so I could move on with my Ooh. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to think about it as a cat. Could be a fox. Anyways. But what did the fox say? <laughs> Nothing. It was burned to death. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but Sal tricks her eating into, into eating limbus grass with her mystery animal, which makes her speak true. And she tells Ditchwater Sal about how she is traveling to capture a star so that she can eat her heart. There's some shady ass people in this, in this <coughs> movie. Mm-hmm. Don't eat or drink anything from anybody in this yeah. fucking movie. And um, she gets pissed because she, because of what Sal does, and then uh, reveals herself to be, well, so, a witch queen, I guess. Because well, she calls Sal her your ba- Majesty. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sal. Sal calls her her Dark Majesty. So obvious. So I think she's one of the three witch queens, is what I'm going to call them. But she curses Sal. She's uh, like, Sal says, I won't search for your star. I promise. And uh, Lonnie's like, no shit. Because even if she was standing in front of you, you could not see her. You could not smell her. You would not perceive her. You could not even touch her. And then uh, goes on about her day. And and is like, pray you better meet. You never meet me again. (laughs) That's going to come back. So now Yvain is tired. They're going to meet again in this movie. Because they're traveling during the day. And she's like, look, I've never been up this late before. I'm a star. I sleep during the day. Which is interesting. Well. And and she begs him to let her rest. It's also a star that's on Earth. If a star was near Earth, Earth would be no more. He says, and she's injured the whole time she's limping. I appreciate her commitment to this limp, by the way. (laughs) Because, like, even in the wide shots when you see them traveling, you can see her visibly limping. Claire Danes is a professional. She's really good in this. She is good in this. She doesn't have a healing factor. No. I don't know what the... Powers, the star powers are. Yeah, not know. healing. Mm-hmm. Mario they Brothers shine. Just flash, and you're vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Tristan says, "Fine, you can rest. I'll go to the next town and get us something to eat." And then he ties her to the tree, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I can't let you get away." And now I'm thinking, you like this movie where they tie women to trees? <laughs> 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 it's fake. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think that was the point. Well, I thought of that right now. <laughs> I did it for the effect. You see. He's just heckling you for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. podcast. I just like that you're here. I want to include you in the conversation. All right. My mom's here, too. We can and call I thought, her in. how long is this piece of chain? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets Very magically nice. longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However long you need it to be, Yeah, I get. It's magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's magic. It's like Mary Poppins' trunk. Or... <laughs> It's and how did he it, get power over the chain? Because he had it. So I think <laughs> because he had it and he put it around her. He claimed it. Then he's like the owner, I think. And I think he that, can cut it and be mm-hmm. free, but she can't. Yeah. Position is nine-tenths of the magic law. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's the he one like that put it on her, she power. can't take it, it off <laughs> until unless he lets her go or is killed. Or unless you have a handy unicorn. Anyways. (laughs) So then we flash to Septimus. And he is... um, The seventh son. Yes. He's at a ocean beach covered in pieces of icebergs. And he calls his soothsayer. And and he suspects perhaps he has been led astray. He asks his soothsayer a bunch of questions. And the soothsayer consults the runes. And we see that they answer to yes or no questions. And he asks a bunch of questions, 
And then he finds out that the soothsayer works for his brother and has been leading him astray, so he murders him. And then he gets back on the proper trail. Yvain, it's late at night now, and Yvain is scared, <laughs> although you think she wouldn't be afraid of the dark. Um, is but, this normally her waking time? And how mm, far was this town? I don't know. <laughs> but she's all alone, and she, well, maybe it was like four in the afternoon. We don't know. Um, she hears a noise, and then it turns out it's a unicorn. He frees her because unicorns can break enchantments, and then uh, offers her a ride. Um, when this happens, about the same time, Lamia's runes have stopped leading her to the star. So in a panic, she calls her sisters. And they're like, look, if you keep wasting magic this way, then you're going to run out. And she says, I can't. They're like, fine, use your runes. Stop calling us. And she's like, I'm trying. The runes are telling me gibberish. So that's this so is the where they kill tell me nothing. the gator. Yeah. And the gator tells... The gator says that the runes are telling you to stay there because the star is coming to you but misery has drained her so you're going to need to set a trap and ensure that her heart is glowing so that we get maximum benefit from her heart oh you got all that from an alligator digestive tract yeah Yeah. well intestines are very long there should there could be a lot of stuff written in there apparently if somebody's writing things on alligator intestines which they're not don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> don't get close enough to want to try to figure that out that's I going mean, in badly for you look just, if you're just read the tea leaves or something yeah. <laughs> I mean some, I see much more safe I tarot cards <laughs> I suppose if you were already killing it to make a purse or a pair of shoes or a quality belt you could just check <laughs> or to eat but don't, or to eat don't but leave, don't just kill it don't for, leave nothing to waste this. okay don't be wasteful. Like, check while you're doing other things. But, I mean, don't be wasteful and just do this for this. Because that thing might take your hand like chubs. So then Tristan returns to the tree and sees that Evane is gone. I watched a video the other, a little while ago. Sorry. Chubs? No, it was a guy playing golf and he had his little dog with him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the dog walked over to the pond and an alligator jumped and grabbed the dog and took it under. Oh. He dove in after it and punched the alligator and pulled it out of its mouth and saved it. Save the dog? Save the dog. That's awesome. It was wow. a little, you know, it was one of those little dogs, like yappy dogs. It was pretty cool. I've seen that video. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And he said that the dog just had, like, some bites on it, but it was fine. I was like, damn. That's because they That's don't really... That's right there. It's like, I oh, mean, no, you didn't! It's not the bite that kills them. They drag them underwater yeah. and drown The death roll. Yeah. Saw Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> hey, did you know in Crocodile Dundee mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Um, that knife was made of metal. I knew that. I heard something about that. Yeah. Anyways. He was so, like, yo, Mick, I got business. And he was stationary. Stationary. So then yeah. we see Lamia, and well, she uses her around. magic <laughs> to turn her cart into an inn, her goat into a man, and the boy that she turned into a goat, she turned back into a boy, and then she turned into a girl. I'm like, what? Why? I don't get that. Because so I think there was, like, they wanted her to be like a barmaid. Like, there was always a barmaid. Okay. She turned the goat into a girl. Well, this is why. Because they wanted the booze to pop out. Because they focused on the booze. Because the boy they was. Did. Well, because a girl, a serving girl, would be like two women rather than two men and one woman is going to be more soothing to a girl that's traveling that's alone. Mm-hmm. I think of that. And. I don't think the goat would be, like, as her husband, she can kind of send him away, and then um, Yvain is exposed to less goat action, whereas... <laughs> and don't you all just want to be, like, exposed to less goat action? Billy the goat yes. as a man is very weird. 
Yes. But Bernard... But this is an actual person. Yes, Bernard is more helpful. You can have a conversation. You know there's a lot of goats? Although he can't. Yeah. Because we find <laughs> because out she, she didn't change his voice. Yeah. You'll never. Just as movies. Ah, but who knows how to act like a person. Yes. <laughs> and will be more help, you know. I want to say when I was looking in the IMDb that the guy who plays Billy mm-hmm. was... The Weasley's dad in the Harry Potter movies, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, just, yeah, like what?" He is. You're right. Well, there you go. Maybe mm-hmm. he was on Saturday Night One movie. Be in the movie, sure. Tristan has fallen asleep, and the stars speak to him. I have questions. <laughs> they tell him that Evane is in danger, that the witches seek her. They tell him about 400 years ago when the last star fell to the earth and how the witches found her and tricked her and made her feel safe and then cut out her heart and ate it. And then they said that they said the the unicorn came to help her, but now she's heading into a trap and that he has to help and save their sister, Yvain. And they also said, we had filmed all this for you to figure out, but we had to cut it for editing. So the stars are going to tell you. Well, I, okay. And they tell him that a carriage is coming and he must get on it. So here are my questions. If the stars can talk to whoever, why can they talk to Tristan? Why didn't they tell Evane, hey, the witches are coming for you? Oh, I know. I have this answer. I so the do. movie can happen. Mm. Okay. I also mm-hmm. was curious if they are watching and they know what's going on on Earth. Because she says, I've watched people yes. in love. I understand love. How come she has no idea that she's in danger and she's so naive about everything? Mm-hmm. Oh. She should be like, oh, if, I know who you are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the yeah. other thing. So That's called the, a plot hole. <laughs> if the stars know that witches will eat her and cut out her heart, why doesn't she seem more aware of her? Like, maybe yeah. she doesn't know mm-hmm. what Lamia looks like, but she, you would think she'd be a little bit more suspicious of people. Yes. Also... If the unicorn came to help her, and we know the unicorn can break enchantments, we see the unicorn free her of the kidnap chain, the magical chain. We also see the unicorn later break the enchantment of Billy the goat. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't the unicorn sense the witch? (laughs) Why don't you ride the unicorn? I I wouldn't let, let the unicorn roll out. Like it's raining, it. okay, but I'm staying with the horse. I'll sleep yeah. in the shed. I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I the movie can happen. Yeah. But he runs to the carriage, runs through the woods, and runs and tries to jump on the carriage. This carriage is Prim- is Primus's carriage, which is full of ghosts, mm-hmm. and they're all sleeping. And he hits it, and it wakes them up. Which makes me laugh. But I'm like, why does he even have a carriage? Just so his ghosts, they could just be. Floating around. <laughs> Maybe just to, I mean, I. Maybe he's sleeping in the They carriage. don't know that the ghosts are there, though. Like, they can't hear the ghosts. So I think they're just following him because they like him better than Septimus. Maybe. They're just hopeful that he's going to win. And maybe Septimus took all the horses except for the ones that were attached to the carriage. Adam, because he had like a big crew with him. I don't know. I don't know. And this does provide him a dry place to sleep. But mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks at first that Tristan is... He stops the carriage when Tristan hits his son. And then he's like, if Septimus is going to send a boy to, to do a man's job, I will finish it for him. And Tristan's like, I don't know who that is. But um, I need to get it right in this carriage. And Primus is like, I am on a quest. You cannot come with me. And he's like, if you're on a quest, maybe a second pair of hands will come in handy. And Primus, as we know, is a good dude. So he decides, yes, he can come. <laughs> 
Uh, you sprinkle your fairy dust your way. I sprinkle it mine. You do you, boo boo. Yvain gets to the trap. Lamia takes good care of her. Are those all runs her, her like a bath. No, Use some of these leg. are blank at the end. Oh, I was gonna say that's a lot of pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's not she quite, did write big though. It's not quite Tony level of notes. Um, she gives her a bath. She talks to her. She heals her leg, and Yvain starts to shine. Lamia takes her up to her room. And says uh, that it's really creepy bathing her, by the way. Yes, and really creepy this next part too. Like, how would you like some woman you just met to be all up in your business by taking you. a bath? Mm-mm. She does. Does she have business? Stars? It's a star. Do stars yes. have a business? Well, she in the ep- spoiler alert, she has some babies with Tristan, so oh, yeah, she's got to have business <laughs> of some sort of. She has assets. I don't know. Maybe she like. I don't know how. I don't know how that business <laughs> works, but I assume there's business. <laughs> Anyways, so Lamia puts her to bed and says that she's been told she has the healing hands and that she's going to give her a massage. And she's like, what's a massage? <laughs> Again, you you've been wa- you got nothing to do yeah. all day but watch people on Earth. What are you watching? <laughs> I know. Well, Game she's of watching Thrones people at night and not during the day. So she's not watching people getting massages. She's watching oh. people bang. <laughs> So, I'm just saying she might not have seen too many massages. <laughs> I would argue with Carly is is right here. With <laughs> no, wait. She she can the see the massage starts and then the hibbity of the divot. <laughs> wait, I think I, I think I fixed it. She can see what's happening, but she's so far away she can't hear it. So she doesn't know what anybody, anything's called. Maybe. Okay, fine. Oh, fine. so she can see far but can't hear far. So maybe she would recognize well, so does the travel in space. Well, she, so. Yeah, she's far sighted. The stars could Nobody talk can to Tristan scream. from that far. Oh, oh you're right. You're right. Oh. You're right. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> you see that? You see that? That's I, that's a I yeah. sewed up a plot hole and you know I just you, ripped it open. How you fill plot holes when she tears them back? Like the Kool-Aid man, I just jumped right through. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. This but is fun. So, <laughs> I'm glad you stated that for the record. Gonna, jokes are always good when you explain them. We're gonna need you to like call in you. next yeah. episode oh. in the corner. So when Lane starts doing her thing, you'd be like. No. <laughs> the problem is I'm always behind. Just like slightly behind so that I'm not actually... You text time. me during episodes all the time. Oh, Carly, I forgot to tell you. Audra says those vines suck. Yeah, fuck those vines. <laughs> can we, can my we talk about this quote. episode? I agree. Fuck those vines. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. But. I hate them. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so... She's not sure we'll talk so about she's friends. So she's going to give her a called the ruin. And because... Yvain is feeling really good. We can see her shining. She's going to allow it. So yeah. she says, lay down on the back, on the bed on your back. And she starts to like pull the collar of her robe open. Where are you massaging, lady? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, close your eyes. This will help you sleep. And then I'll, she goes to get the knife. For you. I mean, she's going to stab her in the heart with this special knife. But then Primus has arrived at the trap cart Primus. in. It's an inn, so legitimately, Primus. it's raining. And he, and he starts pounding on the door, which makes Yvain, you know, open her eyes, and Lamia's like, I'll be right back. And she's like, now who the fuck is this? But Billy, ever the helpful goat man, opens the door. And with his face. With yeah. his face. And Primus is like, uh, I'm gonna need lodgings for me and my man, and he tells Billy to help Tristan stable the horses. 
And then he walks in and he sees a tub and he's like, ooh, I don't mind if I do. Gets naked and gets in the tub. <laughs> like you do. And what? Tony was like, what? I was like, well, he is a prince. I yeah. guess. Yeah. You can just get the tub. <laughs> I mean, you don't know who's been in that tub. You don't yeah. know what the situation First of is. All, this is a pretty big inn. Why is the tub in yeah, right know. inside the front door? For this reason. So I'm you see saying. it when you come in and go, yeah. But <laughs> it requires fewer servants to carry water upstairs. I don't know. <laughs> but it's put a, a room divider. Nope, no screens or not. The screens from Emma. <laughs> Lamia has gone to get. Apparently there's no drafts here. Lamy has gone to get some poison to poison whoever this is, and then instead of just stabbing him. Yes. Yeah. But you, because she needs, she leaves the special knife up in Yvain's rooms. But Yvain can't sleep also, at this point, so she gets up. She wants it to be quiet. She doesn't want this to be mm-hmm. something that is going to that Yvain will notice. This has to be a quiet. Oh, he, yeah. was, he fell. He he was so tired. He just fell right asleep. Well, she can turn him into a rat and cut him in half or something. Well, she's trying not to spend too much ma- magic because she doesn't want Yvain to know she's turned into an old hag. Okay. She also, it's important, the happier Yvain is, the more power in her star's heart? Question mark? You might let what's his name? Anyways. She might want to at least <laughs> massage her feet before she kills So, <laughs> Yvain goes... We don't know how happy she's going to make her, but... <laughs> Yvain goes downstairs in her bathrobe because she wants to see what all the hubbub is about because she can't sleep now. And the ghosts immediately see that she has the necklace around her neck. And they're like, ooh! But Primus is kind of an idiot, and he doesn't see it, and he mistakes her for the innkeeper, but then Lamia in, comes in between them and says, no, that's my guest. I'll thank you to not disturb them. Here, would you like a cup of wine? And then he, remembering that Septimus tried to kill him, is like, nope, sworn off the stuff. Until I have completed my quest. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And then she gives the wine to Bernard to take out. He goes, but you can give this to my my manservant out in the stable. So she gives the wine to Bernard and Bernard takes it out to the stable to give to Tristan. Tristan goes to take a drink, but then the unicorn escapes wherever Billy put it, I guess. Question mark? And yeah, like, it jumped out. Oh, of what's the your name? And he goes, Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really funny. Which would make me go, yeah. I don't know if I want to drink this. <laughs> but the unicorn bursts out of a door and knocks the drink out of Tristan's hand and then, like, points to it with a hoof. And as we can see that it's, it's like smoldering. acid. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. And then Tristan realizes they're in the trap. So this is when Primus... Um, Lamia's trying to get, um, she's like tired of this shit. So she goes to get the knife and Primus finally notices that Yvain is wearing the stone and is like, Ooh, that's mine. Come here. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere near the naked man in the bath. Time out. Mm -hmm. This just in at a really high back chair. (laughs) No. How about a, a vehicle fire in my neighborhood? Oh. That is a car on fire. No. There's that too. We talk about high back chairs so much. I was like, ooh, a really high back chair. I was hoping that was local, but where is it? I'll go get it. This is at my house. These are Emily's chairs on our back patio. I'm coming over. A, a car fire on the next road. So yeah. did Ken just send you a text with a car fire? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but we were distracted. <laughs> <laughs> By a really high back chair. 
Who cares so, about a car fire? Those happen all the time. You may have to really that. high back chairs are like unicorns. So Emily, if you're listening to this, John wants to buy your patio chair. You may have to put that picture on the Facebook group. Yeah, we do. And we might I'll send it to you. Wait a minute, that's in your house? We gotta edit yeah. it where we can Coming over. do a little arrow. All that John can Not see. This vehicle fire. This. <laughs> Um, anyways, so yeah, but high back chairs. Are speaking really, of just noticing cool. things that are pretty obvious, Primus has just noticed the stone, the necklace, and he's like, "That's mine. That's my quest. I need you to come over here." And but just then, Tristan bursts through the door and says, "It's a trap." And at the exact moment, Lamia comes up behind Primus and slits his throat. Mm. And um, he has the, blue blood. I, I yeah. was like, Wait what? for it. Okay, so. In the next scene where Septimus comes across his body, I says, why does he have blue blood? And then I go, oh, as soon as I say it out loud, I got it. Because he's a blue blood. <laughs> it's a pun. I think it's because, this is what, rated PG-13? Yeah. Yeah. You have to no. keep... No, it's blue because blood. he's a blue blood. Yeah, he's, he's royalty. royalty. I don't think so. It's a pun, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> but if you have blood in it, it, will, it can change the ratings. Uh, well, I'm sure it's. I mean, part of it, I'm sure, is, but it's. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a visual pun for funsies. They probably and what I want to know, Ken, does it talk about him having blue blood in the book? Oh. I'm going to read that and report back. Do yeah, that. read it. I mean, I'll the be lane, on the edge of my high back chair. Probably read it by tomorrow. So, <laughs> I mean, if I really dedicate myself, I don't know what we're doing for the rest of the day, though. That's I don't true. know. <laughs> um, um, there's talk of turkey and apple. The pie. unicorn tries to help <laughs> of apple pie. The unicorn tries to help um, Tristan and Yvain, but Lamia surrounds them with fire, and it's unclear whether the unicorn lives or dies, because she, like, shoots fire right at the unicorn. It's magic fire. It's magic fire. Yeah. Yes. Green. And I guess it's not an enchantment, so he can't just run right I don't know. We, it's, <laughs> it's unclear, but he cannot, but... It's a different school of magic. But Tristan and Yvain cannot get to him... And so then Tristan takes out what's left of the Babylon candle, says, hold me tight and think of home, which she does. And then they end up... Well, and he thrusts his hand into the fire. Fire, which Mm -hmm. lights the candle, and they take off. And they land on a cloud. But don't sink Mm -hmm. through. No. Because the cloud is solid? Question Because the Babylon candle magic keeps them there? Mm Mm-hmm. And then they get in a fight. In other words, it's peace out, unicorn. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, you're either like a phoenix who will rise from the <laughs> Or maybe you, or you okay. could fly out of there or something. Yeah. I don't it's know. not a pegasus. Well, we're, we're eating bunches of unicorn meat tonight. All right. That's what about unicorn taste? Uh, of course. You would think... That, you would think that horse. Long, I'm, not, you don't want to eat unicorns. Yeah, would be able they're, to do something with a unicorn. They're magical. They're magical creatures. And if, if you eat them... You will, it, won't die. Yes, but you'll have a cursed life, a half-life. But what if they're magically delicious? Oh, that's Frosted Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but they you end up... live forever if you drink unicorns. Tristan and Ebay... This is going to take so long. Do shots. We're not yeah. even halfway through this movie. Well, start know, picking it up. There's a lot of things that happen. Okay, let's pick well, it skip, up. Well, skip. Hit the highlights then. I'm trying, but they you fight. keep. He's like, I told you to think of home. She's like, I did. He goes, my home. She's like, why would I think of your home? I don't even know where you're from. 
between point. At one point, he calls her a stupid cow, which makes me made me laugh so hard. Yeah, you were laughing hard. All right, so then all of a sudden, they get captured by a net, and they're captured by lightning pirates, mm-hmm. magical lightning sky little marauders. They're illegally harnessing lightning, apparently, and they toss them in the brig. Then we go to Septimus, who finds Primus, and why the tub stayed and everything else went back. <laughs> but he finds Primus, Primus dead PG-13 in the tub. He needed him to be covered up. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the last. I'm king. And his men start to bow to him, and then he's like, oh, crap, I still need the necklace. <laughs> um, he finds Bernard, who's turned back into a boy, hiding under uh, Lamia's cart. And he, Bernard spills the beans about Lamia and the star and the star having the necklace and Lamia's after the girl but not the necklace and what happened with the boy. And uh, so he's like, you're coming with me. He's like, and they take so off. I can be king forever. <laughs> yeah, he's going to then eat the star's heart and have inter- eternal life. Because so apparently he, it's not only for witches. Yeah, apparently it's to anybody. Mm-hmm. If you get the star's heart, you get to live forever. Who wants to live forever? When I love must die. To live so Lamia has Very lost good. the star. So Lamia talks to the and uh, he tells uh, Bernard tells Septimus that uh, Lamia stole his brother's carriage, which was actually his dad's carriage, which now is his carriage. So she stole his shit too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a hand changes. But the I side. thought. He's going to know who she is, right? She's like a witch king or queen. But, but I don't know that so. Bernard knows her name. Just that she was a witch. Yeah, but which witch so. is witch? I don't know. Jesus. Maybe he's only heard of Mormo, Mormu. Mormu. Mormu? I wrote it down. Well, you have there. to bargain with Dormammu. Anyway, so Lamia's sisters make fun of her because she lost the star and broke the knife. And is being incompetent. And they're like, maybe we need to come out there and help. And she's like, no, I got this. I will bring her back here to uh, to the house. And But they can't seem to find her because she is currently airborne. <laughs> All right. So now um, Tristan and Evane are tied up in the brig. And Tristan has started to realize that he might not be in love with Victoria after all. <laughs> and they kind of... They start to snipe at each other, but then they just have a nice chat. It's a little banter. Yes. What might call it foreplay? I would definitely call it banter. <laughs> but then the witches tell Lamia that they have found the sky vessel and that it will be in port soon, and she goes to meet up with them. Uh, they also warn her that there's now a prince seeking her star and that he's gaining on her, so she better get a move on. Captain Shakespeare interrogates Tristan and Yvain and he asks them a bunch of questions and decides that they're lying and then he is going to throw Tristan out the window. Now his, he's in there with just the two of them and all of his crew is listening outside the door and they're like grunting and groaning and cheering when he's extra ruthless. And then when they hear him say that he's going to throw Tristan out, they all run up on deck and they see a body fall out of the bottom of the ship. And um, then he comes up on deck and he's got Yvain and he drags her across the deck and says that he is now going to enjoy this wench 
And he takes her in his cabin, and he says, nobody better be knocking if this boat's a rocking. <laughs> and then his so number one... So he just says going to go rape this girl. Yes, and yeah. then his number one guards... He's the, a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a plot twist, John. Just relax over there. But his... But there's a great line here because he closes the door and the first mate kind of leans again and says, Captain's busy and so should you be and shoes everybody off. <laughs> now, I watched this twice. So the second time I watched it, I started to wonder, spoiler alert, um, the pirates know that the captain is not who he seems to be. And I'm wondering if they just enjoyed the show. Like they all <laughs> ran up yeah. on deck because they mm-hmm. wanted to see... Not because they thought he was going to murder somebody, but they just wanted to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Do they ever catch on that yeah. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. a fake that fell out? Yes. They do? Yes. Okay. <coughs> I'm not, I might have missed it. It comes back... Um, At the end. When Septimus attacks the ship. Okay. We'll talk about it okay. then. But it's a ruse, because the captain is apparently a cross-dressing sweetheart. And he would never harm anybody. He tells them about his... Um, life being raised by his father, Captain Ghostmaker, which made me laugh because I was like, Taser face. (laughs) (laughs) So what was crap hat taken? (laughs) But but Ghostmaker made me laugh because it made me think of Taser face. And that he, um, you know, he wanted to make his father proud, forging a reputation as a ruthless marauder and cold-blooded killer. But have you ever tried to... It was scrotum hat. Have you ever tried to get blood out of silk? Horrible, <laughs> but his father wanted him to take over the family business, so he did. And he's, but he can't let the crew know what he's really like it's because horrible. it's all about <laughs> reputation. And uh, but it's he just he's so happy to have somebody that he can talk, tell the truth to when he wants to hear all about. Because Tristan had said that they were just trying to get back to the wall, and then but he's fascinated Captain Shakespeare by all th- by England and wants to hear all about England. Tell me stories. I always thought those were fairy tales. He always wanted to go to the wall, but yeah. he's never been able to... To do it, because he's got to lead this band uh, of marauders. I mean, it takes him a lot of time. Well, it's important. <laughs> but so he then takes them, into his, takes them into his costume closet to fix them up. He said that Tristan's like, well, won't they recognize me? And he's like, no, I'm going to fix you up, and not even your own mother will recognize you. Seeing as he's never met his mother, that wouldn't be hard. <laughs> um, so they make port. And the captain takes Yvain and the crew to go sell the lightning to Ferdinand, who is played by Ricky Gervais. There's a lot of actors in this, mm-hmm. big name actors. And um, because they haggle, over, they haggle over the price of lightning, and the captain, with his great reputation for ruthlessness, comes out on top. And now, then Ferdinand If asks, I could find somebody selling lightning like this, I would 100% buy some. Hmm. Think about how cool that would be like, oh, hey, me. Zappa dude. Gotcha, bitch. I have questions about that, too. But anyway, so he's got some in a big pot, and he's got some in what looks like, I don't know, the tube that they put the Declaration of Independence in. (laughs) (laughs) And he he opens it a little bit so that there's a, to get a little taste of lightning to show how fresh it is, as opposed to stale lightning. Is it fresh? Um, Um, That lightning you gave me last week was Ferdinand asks the captain, takes the captain to the side, and asks about if he's he- heard rumors of a fallen star. And the captain's like, no. And he's like, well, it's all they're talking about down in the village. And he's like, well, that's, they don't know their ass from their elbow down in the wa- in the village by the wall. Speaking of people who don't know their ass from their elbow, that is not the words he uses, but that's the words I'm using. They run into dishwater, 
ditch water. <laughs> I just want to say ditch Sound. water. Yeah. And um, Kirsten Kristen. Yvain <laughs> sees her, and the captain treats ditch water Sal with respect and is friendly to her because he knows she's an evil witch. But Yvain sees this, and that'll come back later. So they go back to the ship, and when they get back to the ship, there's a handsome young man on deck. And the pirates go to attack him, but the captain says, no, 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 this is my nephew, Tristan. We are taking him on his journey home. So then... His hair is transformed yes. into looking much better than the previous hair. Right. A lot longer. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, got some fancy duds on, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is now his looking... His way better. Yes. Like a proper mm-hmm. gentleman. Ooh, a gentleman. Go back yes. and listen to our gentleman episode. <laughs> or just watch The Gentleman. It's good. It's or, good. Listen to this episode three or four times. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good one. But he, this is his new persona as as Tristan the... Oh, God, what did he call him? Something funny. The Terminator. No, he called him something. And that... Um, it's Captain Shakespeare's the nephew. Violator. So then we get one of my favorite things sorry, ever, a traveling sorry. montage. <laughs> and this, we see them fencing and dancing and having good conversation over meals. I and love Captain stuff. Shakespeare teaches Yvain how to play piano. Yeah, this is the, you learn how to be really good at something that should take years in about mm-hmm. a day. Five and yeah. yeah, Tristan becomes Tristan a badass dancer. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like one of the parts, like the crew is playing music for them as they dance on the deck. Like it's not like they're, like the captain has let his guard down mm-hmm. a bit, and um, Yvain has started to Yvain has started to shine. And the captain says to her, "I know what you are. You're starting to shine." And she says, and he's like, "And I think I know why." And she's like, "Well, because I'm a star, and that's what we do." And he's like, "I don't think that that's why, but okay." Also, you gotta learn how to. Control your He's emotions. like, I think it's connected to your emotions and you should try to, and I don't, none of us will hurt you, or I won't hurt you and I won't give you away, but you're going to need to control that. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Tristan interrupts and she shines twice as much because she is in love with Tristan and that is what's making her shine. And then we see that Lamia has caught up with uh, Ferdinand and is trying to get info about where the she Captain Shakespeare's ship has gone, but... Before she gets any real, he tells her that the girl is with them. But before she get he she gets any real good information, he just talks too much and goes roundabout. So then she gives him the voice of a squawking bird. Then we get a very cool dramatic water landing, and Tristan and Yvain continue on foot, and the captain sends them off with some words of advice and the tube of lightning, just in cases. The witches tell Lamia that they have found the star, she's back on land, and that she's on her way to the village and the wall. And Lamia is like, I'm too far behind. She's like, I know that, but I'm too far behind them. And they're like, well, cut across the marsh, you can intercept. And she's like, all right. So then Tristan and Yvane are traveling, and Tristan, every time somebody comes across the road, throws Yvane into the bushes because he is afraid for her. And he doesn't want anyone, he doesn't trust anybody now. He doesn't want anybody to try to kill her. And she asks him if he was tempted. And he's confused for a second and thinks he means by her body because he almost kisses her. But then she's like, by immortality. And he's like, you know I couldn't kill anybody. (laughs) And um, Mm. he says that he would not want to live forever because it would be lonely. And that makes her sad. Then we see um, Septimus finds the ship so he tells his men reminds them that to be careful because captain shakespeare has a fearsome reputation reputation 
they go on deck and um, he says, guard these, like they, they don't take the pirates captive, but they're like having kind of a standoff. And he says, guard the door while I go get the captain. Is it a Chinese standoff? No. So he Don't goes down to the ship, and there's music playing, and we can all hear it. What is that music? What is that called? The music playing. That no, we it's can a hear? Sp- p- particular overture. Overture. She wants to know what song it is. Dun That one. It's a particular piece of music. I don't get it. Do it again. And maybe I'll look it up, and it'll be my end song. But uh, so the, the pirates one. bow like they're going to have, you know, like they're going to have a dance. And that makes the soldiers bow because they're civilized. And that's when the pirates take advantage and attack. You're just going to have to make all the noise. Audrey's <laughs> eating a rice cake. Oh, it's going to be noisy. Okay, there we go. Just put your rice cake on the table and put this in the I'm trash. I'm going to get rice cake stuff all over. The Not table. <laughs> Alright, fine. It's gonna be quieter. Fine. Audra has to have snacks, even more snacks than I do. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so then um, <laughs> your mom talking to the dogs. <laughs> Cross muscle up for work. Um, so the pirates attack and they kill all the soldiers. Septimus goes and finds the captain. The captain is in his costume room. Wearing ladies underclothes and dancing around, and Septimus is like, "Holy shit, what is going on here?" And the captain's like, "Get out of my private room!" But he takes the captain cap- captive and he's interrogating him. Um, and the pirate, and then uh, he's about to kill the captain, but the pirates burst in and attack, and Septimus jumps out the window and escapes. So we see the captain, he's sitting there with his, and they're like, here, have a cup of Earl Grey. And he's all sad. And he's like, they're like, it's okay. It's fine. They're like, nobody did you, told him where they went. Everybody's he's, safe. He's like, did you tell him about Tristan and Yvain and where they went? And he's like, no. And they're like, well, then it's fine. It's okay, Captain. Cheer up. Have some car. And he's like, but my reputation. And the one guy says, one of the other ones goes, Captain, it's all right, Captain. We've always known you've been a whoopsie. <laughs> What's a whoopsie? I I guess just different. Don't want to speculate. <laughs> I assume it is some kind of euphemism for a gentleman who is a cross-dresser and m- most likely gay. A whoopsie. A whoopsie. Which I would not call someone like that a whoopsie, but <laughs> this is what? 17th century England. Yeah. But they they're but the first mate says you'll always be our captain. They like they don't care. They've known the whole time and they don't care. And he's really touched by this, which honestly I don't know how much he could hit it really. I mean, he has a closet full of women's clothes. <laughs> Septimus carries on. Yvain spots dishwater sale coming down the road and tells Tristan that um, she lives in the village outside a wall and that she was friends with the captain. So Tristan is like, well, maybe she'll give us a ride. So they jump out and stops her wagon and Sal immediately spots the flower in his shirt and says, that's mine. I've been missing it for 18 years and I want it back right now. And he's like, uh, no, my mom gave me this. Actually, Yvain says, no, that was a gift from his mother. And he's like, no, no, it's mine. Mm-hmm. But Sal cannot see or hear Yvain. 
And he says, if this means so much to you, I would gladly trade it to you for a Babylon candle. And she's like, well, I don't trade in black magic. Which seems like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, and he's like, well, then how about passage to the wall? And she's like, sure, I can do that. And he's like, she says, food and lodgings till we get to the village at the wall. And he says, no tricks. I have to be safe passage. And she says, I promise that I will get you there in the exact same condition you are now. And he says, okay. And so he gives her the flower and she says, do you know what you had? You had the one thing that would stop me from doing this. And then she turns him into a mouse. Yvain tries to attack her, but Yvain can't touch her at all. Which doesn't make sense. I can see how Dish Dishwalla couldn't attack the star. She said you can't touch her. <laughs> you can't. There's like a force field around her. But she Dishwalla can't touch can't her. Touch y- your veins, but your veins can should be able to touch Dishwalla. No, there's like a whole force field. There's like a bubble. That doesn't and make honestly, sense. when she made the curse, I just thought you'll you you won't recognize that this is the star. It'll just be like. You sitting there, we're just nope. talking, I don't have any idea who you are. But then she, she can't perceive can't, her at all. Doesn't have any idea she's there. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> but Yvain realizes that Dishwater Sal can't perceive her at all and takes the time to tell her that she smells like pee and looks like a dog's butt. And then she uh, hitches a ride in the caravan. So Yvain asks... Um, Tristan, if she can, if he can understand her as a mouse, and he makes no indication that he can, he just looks at some cheese. So she gets him some cheese, and then confesses that she is in love with him. <clears throat> they arrive at the village. Sale turns Tristan back into a man, which I didn't actually think she was going to do. No. <laughs> I was surprised by this, I was like, and oh, then okay. warns him that transformations can leave people a bit scrambled. He tries, if they're not used to it, he tries to pull a sword and falls over and passes out. Mm-hmm. Yvain takes him to an inn to sleep it off. He wakes up and surprises her while she's in the bathtub. And they're both very lighthearted about something that is not okay. <laughs> well, let's be fair. This is not her first time being gawked at in the bath. And there no, seems to be no, no modesty happening at no, all around these people in the bath. <laughs> but he asks, he asks if she meant what she said. And she's like, but you couldn't understand me. He's like, well, I certainly wasn't going to stop you from saying whatever was on your mind. <laughs> but it turns out that he... He's like, do you want to know what the captain told me before we left? And she's like, yes. And he said that the captain told him that his true love was right in front of his face. And he loves her. So they get down. <laughs> he is a star fucker. The witches warn Lamia to hurry. That probably burns. If y- if Yvain gets across the wall, they tell her that she's she's going to turn into a rock because magic doesn't it's outside of their lands and doesn't work on the other side of the wall. So, uh-huh. let me get this straight now. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's a star in the sky. Yes. She's a star on this side of the wall. Yep. So, is she not a star when the earth turns? If she falls to earth outside of Stormhold, then she would just be a rock. Mm. But because she fell in Stormhold, she's mm. a woman, is what I understand. However, Combo. this is my question. So when Tristan goes across the wall, we see her lock of hair turn. Well, we're almost there. Never mind. Let's, let me just go. So Tristan wakes up, cuts a lock of her hair, puts it in a handkerchief, and then he leaves. He goes downstairs and asks for pen and paper to leave the message. The innkeeper is like, well, I'd give it to you later in the day, but right now it's an unreasonable hour and I'm not getting up. So he says, well, if my... Uh, fellow traveler comes down please give her a message and he's like sure and then we see um, 
Tristan walking home. He's heading towards the wall. Yvain wakes up and she's sad because he's gone. And uh, she goes downstairs and says, hey, do you know where my dude went? And the innkeeper says, yes. He said he was going home to tell Victoria that, to, that he found his true love. And that he's going to marry her. He's going home to Victoria. Yeah. yeah. To, to Vic- find Victoria. Because he found To tell her that he found his true love and he's going to marry her or something like that. But she misunderstands the message because the innkeeper doesn't say it quite right. And she thinks that he has left her to go back to his true love, Victoria, which was real shitty. Mm-hmm. Real shitty. Which Last he night he said he loved me. Her this morning yes. he left. <laughs> but Tristan goes to see Victoria. And he starts to go. Bless you. He starts to go throw a rock at her window, but instead he knocks on the door. Because he's Una, like, I, I'm cool now. Now Una <laughs> has been with dish water style the whole ditch water style the whole time. <laughs> Just say looking, dish water. We know what you mean. <laughs> say dish water. Looking like a blue jay. Okay, uh-huh. so she could not neither talk to Yvain nor Tristan the whole time. But now Sale wants her to mind those tables while she takes a nap. So she's in woman form, and she sees Yvain walk past, and she she tries to stop her and talk to her, but Yvain doesn't hear her. So she locks, she can't leave, she tries to chase after her, but she can't because of the cord ties her to the caravan. Mm-hmm. But So what she does is she locks Sal in the caravan and takes the caravan to chase after Yvain, which... I guess you wouldn't want to do that all the time because you'd get a pretty bad beating or murdered for that. Yeah. But she's taking this chance because she knows that that was her son and that it's two blades. Okay, two blades on the line. Okay, so then Victoria uh, see can tell instantly that Tristan is different. She's like, "What happened to you?" And he's His like, "Hair well, pulls are way better." <laughs> and she's like, "Wow, who's this hot guy?" Yeah. Now she's all about him. It's like, uh uh-uh. uh. He's got a little little panache, mm-hmm. if you will. It's like. So, it's like when Zuko sees Zan- Sandy at the end of Greece and mm-hmm. all that leather and stuff. Yep. He gets real excited. She's got chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's <laughs> not the Greece that Michelle Pfeiffer was in. She was in the other let's Greece. bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll. Or the other great ditty from that, reproduction. <laughs> no, no. The other good ditty is let's do it for our country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it for our country. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If you want to know how to get a girl to get down, how like, about we're all gonna die, so I let's get cool down. Hey, you know what you should cool, do, friends? Cool, Never watch cool Grease Two. Actually, it's pretty good. I'll no, second, it's I'll second that. No, it's not. I'll it's second it. that. <gasps> Maybe I'll pick it for the podcast. I don't know why I'm, I'm sure it qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> I actually turned like, oh my gosh, and then I was like, wait, I'm looking at Carly. <laughs> How many right. times on the podcast has she said, I've never seen I the have movie. seen the first one. <laughs> what episode number is this? <laughs> We're almost to the end here. Um, so she says that uh, he tells her that he found she the said star. said it 22 times. And he gives it. And he, <laughs> he gives it to Victoria. And she says, it's awful small. And he's like, well, that's just a small piece. <laughs> and she says, is it beautiful? And he says, yes, it's a very beautiful, as he thinks it'd be vain. And then um, she says that it's not the star she wants. And he knows what she really wants. And he dips her and says he does. You want to grow up and get over yourself. And then he drops her on the ground. And he says, bitch. Just as Humphreys appears. And he's like, I told you to leave her alone. And pulls his cane sword. And Tristan draws his sword with a flourish because now he's an expert fencer. <laughs> and Humphrey is like, well, wait, no, maybe I don't want well, any of that. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. So last time I saw this guy, 
two days ago. I whooped his it's ass been, in a sword fight. It's been a whole week. It's been a week. A lot can happen in a week. All right, so in, a, in the week's time since you've seen this guy, it's like, well, I smoked him. Like, what even close? But now he flips a sword. I better not fuck with him. Well, last time he had a stick, and this time he's got, like, a big-ass sword. That's true. He's got a sword. <laughs> he's Superman. Not yet. <laughs> but he was surprised because he didn't expect this blind guy to know how to fight. <laughs> He's a taking it back. But it doesn't matter because Tristan is like... My brain hurts. Doesn't matter, man. I don't want her anymore. You can have her. And Victoria's like, wait, what now? Uh-huh. Like, but it's I late. traveled and I discovered you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but she says, I don't want the your... first girl I met after you was awesome. <laughs> so what I'm getting is all girls after you are going to be awesome. Well, but this this makes Victoria very indignant. And she has look, opened the thing and, real, and she's like, well, I certainly don't want your bunch of stardust. And he's like, wait, what? And he notices that it is now just stardust, which is actually still pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But he... Realizes that Iran can't, Iran can't cross the wall or she'll die. Well, we don't know what we don't know. She'll become dust. This is my question because we never find out does that dust turn back into a lock of hair when he gets to the other side of the wall? No, and because he leaves it, he leaves it. He has the lightning with him the whole time, yeah. And he later he took it across the wall and then back and it stayed in that tube. So, does magic work on this side of the wall or doesn't it? If she crossed the wall and turned into a rock, could he just throw it back over the wall and then she'd be a woman again? No. These are questions I have. I have no answers. I don't think so. You're the I got expert. nothing. I got nothing. But now I didn't read the damn book. I just watched the movie. <laughs> just watched the movie. Sometimes I was there deleted scenes. I don't know. Actually, Not on Netflix. I didn't. No, there's, there's the commentary at the end of the credits. Oh really? We didn't watch. That. Is there a gag reel? Oh, we missed no. it. It's not a scene. Just right at the end, you hear all the pirates, like, laughing. Oh. Oh. Um, anyways. Yeah. It's a race to the wall now. Tristan is on foot. Una is in a caravan. Septimus is on a horse. And Lamia is in the garage. Una She's arrives first. Gets there just in time to grab Yvain before she can step across the wall and tells her that she can't cross the wall or that she will die. Lamia arrives and... Well, dish, dish, ditch water sale bursts out and is like, what the fuck, bitch? I am about to wreck your world. But unfortunately... Just as this happens is when Lamia arrives and Lamia is like, ooh, ditch water sale, we meet again. And she's like... What I say? Got her Who star. are you? And you have my star. And she's like, I don't have a star. This is just my slave girl. If I had a star, I would have eaten her heart a long time ago. But Lamia says, heads or tails, dishwater sail, and cuts off her head. No, no, it doesn't cut off her hair. Head. She uses magic and explodes her head. Okay, mm-hmm. so it explodes her head. Which then frees um, Una. Una. <laughs> so then Lamia tells um, Yvain, if she wants to die, there are easier ways. You might as well come back and let me kill you. I will certainly help you die. You don't want to just be turned into a lump of rock. And then Una is like, you're not taking her anywhere. I'd much rather be mutilated and have my heart torn out <laughs> to jump the fence and turn the dust. Mm, it's a tough one. Uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, does it hurt to get become a rock? I, I don't know if it hurts to become a rock, but I'm pretty sure it hurts to get your heart torn out. <laughs> Anyways, so um, uh, Lamy is like, yo, you're coming with me. In fact, you're both coming with me. And magically captures them and is like, you can get in the carriage or you can be dragged behind it. Your choice. 
Una's like, God damn it. Yeah, she just got the chain off, and now it's on. Una's doesn't seem to make good choices. Although she did save her son's love, so who knows. Um, but they get into the carriage and take off. Tristan arrives, and the guard is, like, taking his chair, and he's gone home. And Tristan is like, what happened? And he's like, this whole, my whole life, I've been guarding this fucking wall. And I should have been guarding up, trying not to let us go across, but I should have been trying to keep them from coming over here. I'm going home. I quit. And Tristan is like, what happened? So then he tells him what happened. He goes full Dinkelman. And Tristan. this, I'm mobile. Jumps across, sees the wreckage of the caravan, sees the flower in the wreckage of the caravan, takes it back, puts it in his lapel for protection for witches, grabs the horse off the front of the caravan, and goes chasing after. Just as soon as he's out of sight, Septimus finally arrives he sees the carnage the the charred remains of a witch and the caravan and sees the wagon tracks and takes off after lamia's carriage tracks <laughs> the ladies arrive at the witch's home the witches take Yvain to the altar and they ask who una is and lamia is just some slave girl i thought maybe she could help us clean up after the mess Maybe and they're like slave to yeah. just keep everything tidy. <laughs> so they start to get their everything ready for their ceremony. Tristan and Septimus arrive pretty much at the same time and run into each other. That's amazing. They both pull a knife on each other and then agree to a temporary truce. And uh, Trist, uh, Tristan says, "How do I know you can be trusted?" And Septimus says, "You don't. Mm-hmm. Why? Do you have a choice?" And Tristan <laughs> goes, "No." <laughs> so. And Septimus is like, just follow my lead. And Septimus goes in and attacks. And he grabs, they don't know that Una is not one of the witches. So, and he grabs Una, perhaps to use as a hostage, but they make eye contact and he says, Una? And she's like, Septimus? And then all the ghosts are, Una! (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, so the witches attack Septimus. So the Impusa attacks him and tries to burn him, but he just kind of, he's apparently wearing a fireproof jacket because it doesn't really seem to face him and he eventually kills her pretty awesomely by throwing a, like a sword through her, through her and all the ghosts cheer. Lamia then grabs a, it's not a voodoo doll. But it's like a little doll. It's like a clay doll. Yeah. It's like you're a little puppet. made out of clay. It looks like this. <laughs> it does. It looks like that. It looks exactly like that thing. Holy crap. Which the listener cannot see, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's it called a globby. <laughs> it's a little man that I can squeeze on when I get stressed out. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a stress voodoo doll. Like a little stress <laughs> But, so, oh, she thing. takes the globby and, uh, <laughs> and bre- uses it to break his arm. And then breaks his leg and then drops it into the water so that he drowns. He then joins the ghosts and they're like, well, what now? And they're like, there's no king. I guess we all just have to learn to live with each other. With each other. And they're all sad. In Because nobody realizes that Tristan is related to them. He's a no, they don't know that he's Una's son at this point. Apparently, they legitimately did not know where Una was Mm. all this time. (laughs) Tristan has also snuck in, and Una has snuck up behind him, and he goes to attack her, and she's like, no, don't, I'm your mom. And he's like, mom? And she's like, I'm your mom. And then they hug it out. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't trust anybody, but she says, I'm your mom. He's like, sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) The Thorn men can spot a woman for them right off the bat. Yeah, but, uh, he sensed the connection the, of their souls. 
The, you know. Oh, so you know your mother when you first hear. He so did. like when he landed on that star a little while ago and he was like, Mom, he didn't know then. <laughs> well, he was confused. He had just been shot across the universe, I guess. Maybe his dad told him what his mom looked like what when they had a little chat in the, in the um, attic. Look, it's Maybe. like double. It's, then he would have known that when he landed on the star right after that. Well, it's like he was disoriented. He hit his head. Look, you keep going back to that. Though. It's, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> it's like in Double Jeopardy mm-hmm. where a son will know the voice of his mother no matter what. So he was confused. He had when he landed on the star, he didn't hear, her. and he was like, "Mom." But this time, she spoke. F- she spoke first, so then he recognized her uh, immediately as his mom. Uh, because a child always uh, knows the voice of their mother. Bullshit! Oh, sorry, <laughs> I said bullshit. It doesn't matter. It's a movie. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, so, anyways, oh, it needs this so the movie can happen. <laughs> anyways, so then <laughs> Una says, "I need you to be the man that I know you are, and to save your woman." And he's like, "You're right." So then he attacks, <laughs> and Mormu, Mormu goes to um, attack him, and as soon as Yvain no- notices him, she starts to glow, which Lamia notices. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mormu starts to attack, but Tristan has a bright idea and releases all the caged animals that they've been using for divination, and they maul her to death. Also, he's got that flower, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but now Lamia attacks with her green fire, but this doesn't hurt him because the he's protected from her magic. So then she grabs a vase and uses telekinesis to throw it at him, which does work. Then, so, that mage hand. <laughs> it's a handy but weapon. He knocks her over, and she sees the doll in the water, and she picks it up and uses Septimus's reanimated corpse... To sword fight him, which you can't see, but John is now using Globby to <laughs> reenact this scene, <laughs> and it's a pretty good fight scene. Mm-hmm. But ree, finally, ree, 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 ree. Uh, he tries to go Septimus multiple times. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I hope that didn't hurt any of your makeup. <laughs> I hope so too. Some of that shit's expensive. I bought it. Not all of it. <laughs> you did buy that. Is it safe? Is it secret? Is it safe? Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Um, oh, gross. So he finally drops his... Um, he finally realizes that he can drop sh- uh, ch- chandeliers. And he drops them on them. Um, he misses the first couple ones he cuts down. But the third one... Not only lands on Septimus, but he grabs the keys, able to use the rope to swing up to the altar and get between Lamia and Yvain. And then Lamia and him have a sword fight. And she's going, she finally disarms him and is about to kill him. But instead, she gives up. She cuts Yvain free. She wants Yvain to be. Shiny. Well, she says you kills Tristan. It's not gonna work out. Well, she's like, there's no point. You've killed all my sisters. What does life and beauty mean when I have nothing? Just go. What is love? And it's a trick, which to make them feel like they're going to escape, but it's just because she's an asshole. (laughs) And um, when they get. Almost to the door, she starts breaking all the glass and showering them in glass. Welcome back to the podcast, Broken Glass, that mm-hmm. flies at people. From the mummy. From the mummy. 
Keep bringing up that dog trash. We also have seen dog a similar trash. thing in when we watched um, the movie Conan. With the mirror walls. Yeah, that yeah. that's Jordan. what I was thinking of yeah, when you Jordan. said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is why I was thinking of it as well. Great movie. Uh, Tony always goes to the mummy because you know why? It's pretty good. It's on. Um, watch it's it. on. Watch it. <laughs> so, um, it's Lamy is attacking on. them, but Yvain says to Tristan, "Hold me tight and close your eyes." And then she says, "He's like, what are you going to do?" And she's like, "What stars do." shine and she shines so bright that it explodes lamia the witch queen and i was like what yeah that's her superpower and he says <laughs> why didn't you do that before and she's like well i could only do it when i'm with you so she needed his love to make her shine that bright to feel all the warmth in her heart i guess <laughs> <clears throat> but when she does this the necklace has fallen off and tristan sees it and picks it up and when he picks it up this restore destroys restores <laughs> God restores <damn>. restores <laughs> <The ruby. laughs> and shows that he is the last <laughs> and una just announces that he is the last surviving male heir of the stormhold bloodline and that makes him king and all the ghosts are like, oh, and then disappear out of limbo and go off into the great beyond. <laughs> then we see Tristan as king with Yvain as his queen. We see his mom and dad are there. Most of the people from the village, the captain and his crew. The captain, uh, well, we see Victoria pissed off that she does not get to be a queen. And then we see the captain wink at um, <laughs> at Humphreys. <laughs> Who seems to kind of like it a little bit. So it seems like... Is he a whoopsie? Maybe. It seems like Victoria's going to get dicked over a couple times, which is just what she deserves. Um, no, she's like, I really like... Then, what was his name? Winston? <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, guess what? Other dude's a pr- uh, king. Suck it. Well, it has a... And then his mother gives them a, a gift um, for his new queen and for himself, and it's a Babylon candle. So his mom makes Babylon candles. Question mark? Maybe. I guess. She seemed for a slave who's always chained to that cart. She seems to have access. I mean, I don't know if she learned it or maybe that's why she, why uh, Ditchwater Sale took her Let's not worry about that. a long time ago, but whatever. So then we get our narrator gun and he tells us that 80 years Tristan and Yvain um, ruled. ruled together and had children and grandchildren and then they got tired and they used the Babylon candle to return to Yvain's Home in the stars, and that Tristan will live forever, because he who has the heart of a star shall never die. And Evain had given hers completely to Tristan. The end. So, so will she die then? Yeah. Okay. No, I think. So it's I mean, like Lord it's of the Rings. Different when you're true, when it's true love. But they showed the two shining stars in the sky while they read this, oh, yeah. and I said, "They're kind of far apart." <laughs> <laughs> Like millions of light years. <laughs> they got tired of each other, and they said, "All right, you yeah. become Put a star couples, over there, you know, and like, I'll become I'll a be star over the there." House. You be in that side of the house. I guess. <laughs> I just don't know how this works when they're both well, different stars, stars in well, the sky. So it's like this: when you see a star, it's like, "Wow, that star is really bright." When you look at it, it's not actually one star; it's a bunch of stars that are really close. Mm-hmm. In quotation marks, so it looks like they're bright because they're being amplified. All so right. they're that far apart. They are. You can. <laughs> Audra, I want to know far. who do you want to hear from first. I think Audra should go first. Oh, 
Oh, I no, just assumed Audrey was going first. <laughs> I, I want to hear from me. <laughs> okay. So be- weird. Oh my god. All right, so <laughs> you're my- really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I believe that my favorite character is the captain. The captain. Uh, yeah, the captain. Okay. Yep, yep. Captain Shakespeare. Yeah, Captain Shakespeare. Because uh, I I thought about picking Una, but she kind of didn't seem to make the best choices, and so I chose the captain. He's the most real. He like he just. I don't know. I liked him. He was fun. He took care of them, and I loved how all of his, um, all the pirates were like, "Arr!" Every time he went, "Arr!" <laughs> it's fun to say, "Arr." Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character is Dish. Dish water. Ditch water. Ditch water. Sal. Dish Damn it! Water. I knew I could say it right, and I didn't. Um, I just find didn't... my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just thought she was kind of eh. My favorite scene was um, when Lamia tried to fix a wrinkle and then her boobs both sag at the same time. That That was funny. funny. Um, My favorite line was when he told Victoria to grow up and get a life. Mm -hmm. And my favorite tertiary object was, well, two, I had two. Uh, First was Tristan's secondary hair. And, this, and the second was the lightning goggles when they were all trying to catch lightning and they all just pulled down these gigantic goggles. I thought those goggles were pretty sweet. All right. And, uh, yay, nay, may, may. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yay it, obviously. You better I, it. I, I yay it. I'm sorry if other people don't like it, but I really like it. I I'll never apologize because I think it's really like fun. I like all the right. ghosts. Like, I like that there's just a lot going on. Um, there's... The, the beginning is very slow. I will give you that. It's, it's slow trying to get into the plot of everything. But once we get going, I think it's fun and it moves fast. And I don't think it's too slow. Once he meets up with Evane, it's, you know. Yeah, well, you have to get to the point where Tristan goes over the wall and then it starts yeah. to speed up. But that first part, I think, is very slow. Carly. All right. My favorite character. I had a hard time picking a favorite character. I wrote Tristan. I don't know. <laughs> he does a lot of questionable stuff, but he seems like a good dude. Uh, my fa- my least favorite character also Ditchwater Sal. Uh, my favorite scene was when um, Septimus is it Septimus attacks the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. That whole part. My favorite line was, "Did you really mean what you said on the caravan?" And she says. But you were a mouse. You were a mouse. Was that your favorite line? I no. couldn't remember because you did say that line. <laughs> and she's like, I asked you to give me a sign. And he says, and risk you being too embarrassed to keep saying such lovely things. I like that one. My favorite tertiary object, I put the chain. But I wasn't sure if you guys would let me pick that because it's not really tertiary. Sure. I'll it. allow it. <laughs> and I'll give it a yay. It was a fun movie. So. Okay. John. Hey! Glad you asked. Uh, my favorite character, I have a hard time with this. I'm going to go with uh, Yvain mm-hmm. because, well, she was so bright and sure. <laughs> my least favorite character is Dishwala. Okay. Because she it's was. Pretty crappy band, too. <laughs> she was shit. Shit, mm-hmm. shit, shit. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is when um, Lamia becomes young. Mm-hmm. And looks at her butt in the mirror and goes, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> because, sure. She drops her dress so she can mm-hmm. see herself naked. It's She's pretty like, funny. yeah. 
And the other ladies are like, come on. <laughs> well, I bet it lifted. Um, my favorite tertiary object are all of the dead brothers. Because mm-hmm. they're entertaining. My favorite line is coming up right after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right oh. back. There are four of them. Do as I say, we may stand a chance. Wait, how do I know you can be trusted? You don't. Why? Do you have a choice? Mm-hmm. No. Well then, let's go. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a very low yay. If Still it's on, yay. if it's on, watch it. Don't go out of your way to watch this. Oh, I oh, thought you were going to be a Maybay. It's May currently Bay. on Netflix. It's on the Maybay line. Mm-hmm. So. I'll take that yay. Tony? Uh, let's see. My favorite character was Yvain. Yvain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Claire Danes. Claire Danes good. She's also not British, and she did a pretty good British accent. Yeah, no, so. mm-hmm. She's not British? No. So that was impressive, because usually they're not good. Terrible. <laughs> My least favorite character is Lamia, or... No, it's Lamia. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that he'll call her Lamia. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get that, okay. My favorite line was, it was a little thing, but it was when um, Shakespeare... Uh, roughs up Tristan and throws him or something and then he grab he grab or throws Tristan off the boat and then he grabs um Yvain and drags her to the thing to the his quarters and he's like if anyone bothers me you're gonna get the same treatment oh and, yeah and then the one pirate's like you mean as if like so you're gonna rape us <laughs> he's like, no no I mean <laughs> throw you off and they're like oh okay okay <laughs> which is funny. funny because looking back they knew the whole time <laughs> Um, and my favorite scene was when the animals are let loose and they kill the witch. And my favorite tertiary object were ferrets because I like ferrets. <laughs> Surprisingly, revelations on the. Well, I will. I'll yay this movie. I went in expecting not to like it because I was just like, "What is this?" But uh, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's a lot of story crammed into. The two hours and there's there's like seven different stories going on, but it you know, and I didn't think it was slow. I thought it moved pretty fast, you know. Okay. So yeah, I'll get we it. were, I, I think we were heating up food, and so I was like, man, we're still in the prologue. <laughs> but then once it once we got out of the prologue, he even said at one point, this yeah. actually is going pretty fast. Because yeah. <laughs> when you see it two hours, you're like, woof, this is gonna be. And a we had bit. To pause it. But later. then we kept pausing and we're like, this is moving right along. Like yeah, it's, and he's it's like. Fast. It's been an hour and 40 minutes, but I don't feel like it's been Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. It keeps Mm. you really interested. (laughs) My favorite character is Yvain. My least favorite character is Victoria. She was barely in it. She was gunned around, but she's in two scenes. Yeah, she does suck. My favorite scene is the same as Carly's, Septimus versus the Pirates. Mm -hmm. I just really... That whole bit from when when he's like, warns them of the captain's reputation to the end where they're giving the captain the tea. (laughs) Just the whole thing. Um... My favorite tertiary object is the same as John's, the ghosts. Weren't they fun? <laughs> They're so great. Um, and my favorite line is after they escape the trap and they're on the cloud, he calls her a stupid cow, and then she's <laughs> like, I didn't know that I was supposed to think of your home. And he says, some crazy, she's like, how was I supposed to know that you wanted me to think of your home? And he says, some crazy lady was going to cut out your heart, and you wanted more specific instructions? Perhaps you'd like it in writing, or maybe a diagram. <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard. I just like that they were having that fight. So good. 
Um, this is a good movie. I really enjoyed it, and I had to watch it twice in 24 hours to properly do notes, and I liked it. I liked it just as much the second time, and I was still giggling and laughing. I think it's quite good, and I'm very much interested in reading the book. Yes. Um, I've always been interested. I've never read anything by Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman, and he's very popular, and I've always, like, it's on my list, but I've just never... I don't know enough specifics about his works to ever really want to read it, but now I want to. I read a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's very it's very trippy and fairy tale ish. So. But I like that kind of yeah, stuff. Cool. So I Same would man. be interested. Really good. Whoa! Should watch some more. <laughs> Next week on the podcast, no, Carly has I know, to do her stuff. That's oh. fine. I can do it after. <laughs> I can do it after. That's not how it works. All right, too. <laughs> You can find us on Each of us has picked specific. <laughs> 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 if they edited, they would edit this out. Twitter at Podcast on Instagram at Podcast Dogs. You can email Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, you found it. What's it called? What's it called? It's the... It's the Can Can. It's the Orpheus, Orpheus in the, in the Underworld. Underworld, the Overture, we but it's the play. song they yeah. do the Can Can to. Okay. We, we, we saw that play. Our parents had this on record. Oh, really? Yeah, don't you remember doing the Can Can in the living room? Next week. On the podcast is John's pick. For, are we in your birthday now? Is it going to be I don't know. When does this come out? This comes out on. I can't. The hell with it. It's Elaine's birthday pick. This coming Friday. <laughs> no, let's see. So this calendar, one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Listen to the wonderful Can Can music. We did not prepare. Okay. So this one goes up on. Yes, yours will come out on July the second. I know. That's why I said it's your birthday pick. Uh, yeah. And then you wanted to argue with me about it. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll wait. She just wanted because she just... does that because she never believes me. Okay. Is what did you true. pick? And know what I got you for your birthday? Hot tub time machine. Damn. Uh, <laughs> just what I wanted. A, a little John Cusack, Chevy Chase. I have never seen that. Well, oh, you, should, wow. you should watch it, and, and I want yours and Ken's stuff. So. Charlie, have you seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. Safe. Yeah. Safe. Okay. 